right. Hope everybody is well. How are y'all doing? Welcome to the Onyx Report, Black Masculinist News, as well as other things, right? Uh, but now, mainly, welcome to the Onyx Report, where uh, we as Black male justice advocates seek to uplift Black men and boys using critical analysis. Today, we are broadcasting on innerlightradio.com, Facebook, as well as YouTube and Twitch. And uh, if you are here on YouTube, please go ahead and take advantage of the opportunities to, to uh, support the show, right? Um, you can actually do that in a couple of different ways. You can go ahead and become a member of the channel. If you're interested in that, just go ahead and click the join button, which is right next to the subscribe button. And as we're trying to close in on 20,000 subscribers, please make, please make sure that you go ahead and subscribe, hit the bell so you can get uh, notified about everything we do over here um, and support the channel that way. Or you can go to Patreon and, uh, you know, check into TH Johnson there and you can support both the show as well as the Institute for Black Male Studies, which I'll talk a little bit about later. Now, currently I am running um, a pre-recorded interview over there, so I apologize about the slight overlap. It's about 15 minutes. But uh, kind of ended up working out that way. Uh, nevertheless, it is an interview with a good professor, a good brother of mine named Brother Quadwo, um, who is teaching out of Oakland. So Brother Quadwo Ado Gyan, or Gyan, and um, you can check that out uh, over at the Institute for Black Male Studies YouTube page, which is brand new. Uh, shout out to the supporters over there. We, we jumped over a thousand subscribers within a matter of a day. Thanks uh, to Brother O'Shea, Duke Jackson, who put the word out on his show. So much appreciated. Um, so we just got to get the views up and uh, the channel will be able to be fully monetized. In the meantime, I'll be posting a number of interviews. Appreciate that support, Brother Barry. Um, you know, um, you're gonna be punching, I'm going to be posting a bunch of interviews. And, and the interview series there is basically uh, dealing with black men whose work uh, deals with black men and boys. So keep an eye out for that. And as I said, support the channel. You can do that uh, through Patreon, Cash App, PayPal, Venmo, number of different ways. Um, but help us to keep the lights on, as it were, over here uh, so we can keep it going. All right. Uh, let's see. Shout out to a few people here. What's up, Soulful? What's up, uh, Steven? Brother Norin? Um, and there's a number of brothers that I actually want to thank before we even get started. Um, you know, these are some brothers. I put the word out over Facebook. If you had read tonight's series, um, I wanted to get your feedback before we went on. There's a number of brothers, brother Darnell, the Jules, brother Randall. Um, let's see. Uh, and, uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. I think it was, yeah, brother Carl and, uh, let's see. Yeah, and I think, and actually the very first one was Norin, and Norin uh, was uh, reaching out to me from Japan and was giving me some feedback on tonight's subject, so I wanted to shout them out real quick just in the beginning, and uh, before we continue, I want to honor my subscribers, I'm going to take a second out to do that, um, shout out to them, check it out.
So shout out to them. Uh, going back to the chat. What's up, uh, Kim? Uh, Tim, what's going on? I think that's LL New York uh, RN. I'm not sure, but what's up to you? Brother Malika, uh, good to have you. Uh, what's up, Brother Damon? All right, Kenneth. Uh, we got BGS in the house, as well as my good brother, uh, Artisan MC. So we're going to have some fun tonight um, delving into this new show. Right, but before we do, there's one thing I just kind of wanted to give an example to um, that I think is important. You know, as we talk about the sacred black masculine, I'm just going to play a short clip that um, hope you guys will find interesting. Ah, let me move some stuff around here first. The this on the screen. I got so many screens going. It definitely feels like the Bat Cave. See here. All right. Oh, share the sound, of course. All right. So hopefully, you guys are seeing that there. And uh, just a little interview I thought deserved some. Acknowledgement. This is uh, uh, Pac-Man who tears up while talking about adopting Chris Henry's children. You know, but um, I adopted Chris Henry kids too, so they up here with me. Um, Bubba and Man Man, they are freaks of nature when it comes to sports and everything. But it's just it's a love thing over here in our household. No, man. I did not we, know we that. We love each other hard. We we cry together. We pray together. You know what I mean? We do everything together over here. What what led you to do that, Pat? Um, everybody know me and Chris was was best friends in college. Um, I'm still close with this whole entire family. Um, I'm still close with Lane, which is which is the boy's mom. Um, we're we're inseparable, and um, we was just talking. I was like, Lane, you got I got to get get the boys so I can take what we've done so far and like maximize it. You know what I mean? Right. Um. Um, so we sat down, we've been, we've been working on this for, uh, three, four years. Right. And we finally got it done, um, a couple of like six, seven months ago. And, um, uh, it's just, for me, it's, it's heartwarming. Cause I know my man up there just sitting up right. there smiling like, man, I really appreciate you. Man. For the people you know that I mean? don't know, you're talking and about your phone. I don't get too teared up about so much stuff, but like. I don't know, like, that was my man. Like, you right. get what I'm saying? Like, me and Slim was like like this. We was the real poster boys when right. they first started talking about you're poster talk, boys. So, you're talking um, about not only was he a teammate of yours in Cincinnati, he was a teammate of yours, Chris Henry, the wide receiver, a teammate yeah. of yours at West Virginia. That's where you first met. Yeah. You guys were so close. You adopted – I think he has two boys, right? Yeah, yeah. And you adopted them recently. Man, that's, oh, that's, yeah. that's big, Pac. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what we're doing, man. Um, they unbelievable athletes. And um, we all family over here. So in my house, I got five kids. <laughs> Six, well, my, sixth, my oldest one in Atlanta at Westlake. Right. I got 13, 12. That's Bubba and Man Man. Right. Then I got Trin, who just turned 11. And I got little Junie, who three about to go on for. Wow. All right. Um, 
I wanted to shout that out real quick because that's that's brotherhood right there. That's brotherhood. Um, basically, what you have there is, um, you know, former Cincinnati Bengals defensive back and kick returner Adam Pacman Jones talking about adopting his former West Virginia University roommate, uh, his sons, Chris Henry's sons, Chris Jr. and Demarcus earlier in the year. So, um, you know, after Chris's uh, apparent death, just wanted to shout that out, especially during during our uh, sacred black masculine kind of moment. Y'all know um, we celebrate black men over here. Um, we celebrate black male accomplishment. We also celebrate examples of manhood. And I, you know, I don't argue that they are in the minority at all. I think they occur all the time. They just don't get regarded. But when I saw that video clip, I had to shout uh, those brothers out. So um, well, that brother, out, most particularly shout out to Adam Pacman Jones. I know there's a couple of boys that I have that I would I would definitely take their kids. There'd be no dis- no discussion as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I know there's a couple of brothers on this earth that would take mine. So, you know, I want to acknowledge those kind of friendships, that kind of brotherhood, because um, real talk, that's that's exactly the kind of brotherhood that I've sought sought out with the kind of friends that I have. And I only have a small collective of, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm an acquired taste. So I don't have a lot of friends. I got a lot of associates, not a lot of friends and friends, you know, that's the level I talk about where if something like that happened, um, you know, each other's kids wouldn't even be a consideration. It would just be done. So shout out to Pac-Man for demonstrating uh, what brotherhood is all about. Right. So I just wanted to kind of put that on the table because, um, it was it was good to see, or I should say, it was good to see acknowledged publicly. Um, so, uh, let me see here. Let me yeah, do this just real quick. I mentioned that I was going to talk about it a little bit later. Here it is. Make sure you support the Institute for Black Male Studies dot com. You know, shout out to BGS. He's been actually playing um, some little clips to help uh, kind of get the awareness out there about the uh, institute. So I appreciate that. Y'all go over there and check out the merchandise, check out the store, uh, see what's available. And remember, as I told you, go to the Institute for Black Male Studies YouTube page, become a member there as well, or I should say become a subscriber. I haven't started a membership yet, uh, but subscribe to the channel there and you'll be finding uh, you know, loaded interviews uh, that you can check out. You can also send me information about people you think uh, I should interview. And again, the criteria is that I'm looking for black men who in some way, shape or form uh, do work to uplift black men and boys. And that's really the basic criteria criteria in some way. So uh, make sure that uh, you support that channel and let me know what else is going on with you. And in the meantime, let me go ahead and bring up two brothers I respect a great deal. In no particular order, uh, I'd like to welcome Brother Artisan MC. Are you there? What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, I just commuting home. Oh, okay. Appreciate that. We caught him on the commute. Um, so, you know, have to touch base with Brother Artisan if I'm doing anything geek-related, because um, he's the authority, and he, he we definitely want to support his comic book shop, so we, we're not going to let him get off uh, off the show until he gives us some information on how to do that yet again, so we get the word out. And of course, uh, my partner in crime, I definitely got to touch base and thank uh, 
uh, brother BGS. How you doing, man? Hey, Doc. What's going on? You, man. You know, uh, we were up late talking about this last night. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, as usual, he was kind enough to say he'd pop his head in for a minute uh, while he can to kind of support this discussion. Um, we also got brother Gigi in the chat. What's up, man? Hope you're well. Uh, I'm wearing my green gorilla shirt right now, even though y'all can't see it behind this microphone, but, uh, you know, shout out to green gorilla. Y'all make sure you support his channel. Um, I need one of those shirts. I said, I need one of those. Dope man. You got to support Gigi. Um, so shout out to you, man. And I will be dropping the link a little bit later. Uh, for those of you who have had a chance to kind of witness, show a little bit have some comments to make and we got brothers from here in japan in the comments section uh that may or may not be able to drop in a little bit later hopefully they can but uh, i definitely want to get some feedback from y'all on this so um let's uh let's just jump in i mean this is a show uh that started um i want to say what monday on hulu it will be opening up later um on disney plus and uh, for now, it's it's just up on Hulu. They got the first three episodes up there uh, so far. And uh, let me see. see if I can at least share this a little bit so you can see what I'm talking about. It is Why the Last Man, which is based on a comic book uh, that came out a while ago. Um, now, I don't know. Is, is this a is this a comic you had a chance to read, Artisan, when it was first coming out or? I did not read it when it first came out. My uh, guy that I'm buying the shop from, that I bought the shop from, my boy Jeff, he was big into Why the Last Man. And recently, my daughter and her boyfriend got into reading it last year. So I didn't read it. I know a bit about it, but I have not read it. Can well, I say I'm the authority on that? Well, it, it, it came out to, from 2002 to 2008. And I remember seeing it in the uh, in the comic shop. But, you know, I'm a I'm a capes and tights kind of comic reader. So it wasn't really something that I was immediately interested in. Um, shout out to BGS. I did get a chance to read uh, the first few issues uh, last night, in fact. Uh, so he helped me kind of secure some access to that. Um, but nevertheless, this is what we're talking about. Uh, got the first three episodes out, as I said. And let me see if I let me see. If I, let me transfer this over here so we can actually get a look um you think i can get away with playing the trailer or you think that'll be an issue uh you can play it but it, the thing is it's going to be a copyright so oh, it's going to be a copyright man. yeah yeah right. again so i'll just i'll, I'll verbally go over it <laughs> i'm getting sick of this get copyright. a warning is that, is oh, what, what, what i'm saying is the, the, if you're trying to get adsense on, on your video then you're going to get a uh they're going to give you a copyright yeah <laughs> All right, uh, they've been hitting me yeah, lately. You get so the claim. You get the claim. You get you get a copyright claim. Yeah. Okay. Well, here it is. So this is uh, the IMB website. So we're going to go through this in a minute. Look at who wrote, who directed it. But mm -hmm. basically, this is a story uh, where all the males on the on the planet that we know of, mm -hmm. uh, from animals to human beings, all die within a relatively short period of time. They just drop dead. Mm -hmm. blood gushing from their head. And I should say, if you don't know already, spoilers. <laughs> Anytime mm -hmm. we do a media review, you can just take it for granted. We we reckon it. So if you don't want to know, 
this is not a time to check it out. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, this is a story where all male creatures that we know of uh, on the planet die except for one man and one monkey. Mm-hmm. And uh, overnight, women have to, you know, run things. They have to, uh, they have to run society. Um, and so you have it uh, being kicked off here. This is Diane Lane, uh, who is playing uh, the, the senator uh, turned president. Uh, y'all have probably seen her in a bunch of different things. Um, let me see here. There she goes. Uh, so you got Diane Lane mm-hmm. uh, and a number of other characters uh, here. But before we deal with the characters, I think it appropriate we look at the writers and the directors. Um, BG and BGS and I were talking about this last night. So we got a few people here that I think uh, might be important to mention. So let's see. So this is uh, Eliza Clark. This is the uh, showrunner mm-hmm. who's been running most of this, right? So that's to give you some indications there. Let me see. Donetta Lavinia Grays is given some writing credit here. Um, you know, there we go. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Um, Pia Guerra. Now, Pia is a uh, is the original artist from the comic. Right. Uh, New Jersey uh, woman, uh, married woman, lives in Canada now, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. They had her picture on here, but anyway, um, you know, they brought her in. Yeah, they don't have her picture, but she was one of the original writers, original comic, uh, you know, artists. And it wasn't a style of artwork that I generally, you know, gravitate toward. So, um, as I said, I didn't read it initially. Um, yeah, no picture there. Brian K. Vaughn. Uh, it's one of the writers, uh, Olivia Purnell. We're missing somebody here, though, BGS. Somebody we were just talking about last night. Olivia Purnell's not shown. Yeah, I, yeah. I think uh, Malina Asuka was. Uh, she wasn't a writer, but she's she's uh, one of the producers. Hmm. Yeah, yeah I wonder. Brian what... K. Bond is the original original writer. Original writer, yeah, yeah. Pia Guerra was the artist, and Brian K. Vaughn was the original writer. But where is the? There was the the last person though. It was here last night. That's interesting. Okay, okay. Uh, We were just because we talked about her for a little minute. Uh, Yeah, you're for more familiar with her. Can you talk about? Oh yeah, yeah. Melina, I think Melina Suka says she she actually came from uh, uh, Easter Rays Camp, which is insecure. Right. She also uh, produced and that she produced also uh, Queen and Slim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's where she comes from, which is more of a a black feminist um, vein. Which is strange because she was listed in here last night, and mm-hmm. I don't I don't see her now. I don't know why that is, but uh, yeah. But just to give you a sense of you know the kind of direction of you know the interpretation. Of this series is going to go in. We wanted to just mm-hmm. kind of give you a glimpse of some of the people running it. Um, so initially, the two primary figures, you know, as Brian Vaughn and Pia Guerra, mm-hmm. uh, and it was a lot of tongue in cheek. But, but well, let's actually start with Artisan. Um, you know, can you give us your impression of of the comic series to in terms of what you know about it so far? Like just uh, that, and shout out to to Black Dog and MLR. Or the cash apps appreciate that, but brother artisan, any thoughts about the initial comic? Any anything you've heard? Anything you reflected on? Um, uh, yeah. So the initial comic, from what I got from it, like like uh, Doctor Tiasan, 
said the initial art did not grab me right off the bat when I was seeing it on the shelves or whatnot. I was mm-hmm. reading some other image stuff at that time. I wasn't reading this. But the basic premise of, of the book was interesting, that there was one guy left. But the experience of, of my friends reading it and telling me about it was that they really enjoyed it because it was a lot of tongue-in-cheek, a lot of mm-hmm. funny stuff, because this guy is not, you know, the hero, the, the super um, hero. He's not the, the you know, A-plus guy. He's just a regular dude. He's just an extra regular guy mm-hmm. in a situation where he's the last one on Earth and all of the stuff that happens to him along the way, because from what I understand, he was basically a simp after his girlfriend. Yeah, you know, he was simping after his girlfriend trying to get to her, and then all the rest of the men on the planet died. So it just yeah. leaves him. So he's not really, you know, the guy that has everything under control. He's like the least likely guy put in a situation where now he is gold in a sense. So a lot of the situations that he got into, from what my friend is telling me, was more funny and more situational in a sense. But it's just like. You know what would a dummy do in this situation? Okay, this is what I'm doing. yeah, and he's very much a dummy. Uh, yeah, he was. Yes, he he's a dork. Yeah. He's 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 a grown adolescent. And <laughs> no, he's a dork. He's not just a grown adolescent. He's a dork. <laughs> <laughs> he's a grown dork. Okay, <laughs> your SoCal is showing. <laughs> <laughs> And he and apparently he was in the comic as well, so it's not yes, not just he, he was worse in the comics. He's a little bit more adult and a little bit more grown up in the uh, in the show, a little right. bit, a little bit. So, um, you know, let me see here. I'm trying to get a, a picture of the comic we can at least put up because, um, like you know, like Artisan said, it really it was an interesting, um, you know, kind of take. And okay. I wasn't expecting that the first because I again I didn't read it at the time. So when it came out and I uh they had a you know the first trailer really kind of mm-hmm. came up using that James Brown, it's a man's world uh-huh. my attention. Um trying to pull it up here, but this thing is uh, I got it. I got it if you if you want me to share it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh yeah, when I saw the trailer, I was actually surprised that they were going to do this you, book. But I don't know if you can see it. See if you can see this. Uh, here we go. Wait, see if it's showing up. You using the comic reader? Yeah. Yeah, I tried a minute ago. It won't let me. Show it you. won't let you show it. Okay. It's not showing yours either. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's uh. See, this is probably something that artisan knows how to do on his. <laughs> If he if he talks about it Sunday, it'll be much smoother. I don't know if he will, but uh, this is basically one of the covers. I'll get into it. I'll get into it Sunday because I forgot that the show came out on Monday. Okay, okay, um, and highlight me, man, because I also saw Malignant, so uh, I might do. Oh, you did. Oh, well, I was really interested to see who watched that. I think <laughs> Fitness Mom was out there. She was going to be my go-to on. Oh, Malignant, because I saw the trailer and I was like, oh shit, this okay. looks scary. I okay, like there, I, I think I got it. You think you got all right? Let's yeah. see. Oh, you did. How'd you do that? How'd you get? Oh, uh, I just it, it, it just shared the screen instead of the uh, instead of the panel. But yeah, that's the uh, yeah that that that's the comic, and <laughs> uh, and you can you can see it's not it's you know it's not as serious because you can see how it's it's more tongue in cheek. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I'm, 
and I'm, you know, I'm reading comics as an artist. So I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, for me, the story is incredibly important, but it's kind of mm-hmm. secondary to the art. Um, uh, shout out to Kareem. Thanks for the support. Uh, so, this, you know, the, the art comes first for me. And if I can't get into the art, I can't read the story. That's that's just the kind of mm-hmm. way my brain is wired. But this is actually, you know, the first couple pages of the comic. And I can tell you right off that mm-hmm. there were there were a number of characters that were race swapped yeah. in, uh, in the television series. So this is Yorick. He's the main character, the protagonist. Um, and he and his little pet monkey are the only two males to survive that we know of. And um, the way the, the television series starts out, he's, uh, he's you know, um, there's a couple things going on. So he's got a girlfriend who in the show mm-hmm. looks like she's mixed, but she's black. Um, and, uh, you know, he's interested in proposing to her, whereas here in the comic, she's blonde haired, blue eyed. And she actually is already in Australia. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the television. <laughs> Shout out to Ed. Appreciate that support. Um, but in the television show, um, she's about to leave for Australia. And, um, you know, why or Yorick, he's 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 immature. Yeah, he's really undeveloped. He's the he's the son of a of a senator played by Diane Lane. And um, he's just you know, he's really more of a what would you call him a homosexual? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I will, yeah, I would call him uh, more <laughs> of a homosexual. I mean, uh, he, he, he's, he's more, more like a baby boy. Yeah, <laughs> the white, the white baby boy a white version of wavy boy. You know, failure. That's one thing. You know, the failure to launch thing. Was wavy going boy. On with, yeah, with, yeah, with millennials, the arrested failure to launch. Yeah, arrested development. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but his wife, but his mother's a senator. Yeah, yeah. So mother's a senator, and uh, you know, she and her husband are negotiating a divorce uh, that she doesn't want, but uh, her career is, you know, still primary for her. She has two kids. Yorick is one and his sister, Hero, mm-hmm. you know, spelled the traditional way, H-E-R-O. And those two are her kids. So Hero is a recovering drug addict, from what we can tell, who's attending an AA meeting when we mm-hmm. first see her. And Yorick is uh, Yorick is actually teaching a magic session to a, a little boy. Yeah. That seems to be his primary mode of income. Uh, and the little boy is actually in the process of firing him. Uh, because he's not he's not a very good teacher. So they just <laughs> no, he's 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 really irresponsible, he's really ill focused. Yeah. Um, and he, he actually has to borrow money from his sister to uh to have an evening with his girlfriend where he plans to propose and hopes she will take him with her to yeah. Australia. I think she's going for her career and I think she's going to school out there. I can't remember what she's doing. Um and he tries to propose and go with her. Yeah. Um, she promptly lets him know that uh, she plans to meet other people out there, um, which, you know, is letting you know she's not is she's not feeling him to the degree that he's feeling her. Um, and once he starts to have a little bit of a tantrum about that, she slowly packs her stuff and walks out. And from there, at least for the next three episodes, you don't see her. Um, and he's spending the majority of his time trying mm. to find her. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of jump back and forth in time and, you know, kind of show you, you know, what's going on, you know, you know, three weeks in the past and then at the current moment. So they, they kind of flip and flip flopping through time to kind of get through this. Um, but there are some differences, you know, between the comic and the series, aside from the race swaps. Um, some of this is a little more tongue in cheek in the comic. 
Yeah. Um, would you, is that a, a good way to assess it? Yeah, oh yeah. 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 The, the, you know, the, 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 uh, basically, yeah, basically the, if you look, if you read the comic, there's a lot of inside jokes and, and, um, you know, farcical situations like with the Amazons and, and, uh, how he interacts with the females. Okay. It's, it's basically, you know, the, you, in a comic, you would never know anybody's really dead because they're not really taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. There's, there's all kinds of jokes going back and forth. And like I said, he's really trying to find his girlfriend, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and in, mm-hmm. and this is where this is more satirical. Uh, I think the, the series is more dark. It, it reminds me more of Stephen King. Mm, we actually yeah. see people breaking down with people dying, like uh, with um, with Hero. Okay, Hero and her and her her boyfriend inside the ambulance. That was a serious situation. I don't really want to give too much away, but um, you would you don't really see that in the comic. Comic is more light and more uh, satirical. Yeah, and and it's questionable as to whether or not you could actually do. I mean, you could do this satirically, but. After the last year, people have been mm-hmm. dealing with an actual, you know, pandemic resources. Mm-hmm. We have experienced some degree of, you know, loss in terms of access to resources. I don't mm-hmm. know if doing it satirically works at this current moment the same way. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it needed, it, it, there was no question it needed to be updated. I mean, this came out in 2002, mm-hmm. um, but they, they did take a more serious direction with this. Now, one of the, one of the key characters... Uh, that we got to look at is uh, right there on the screen, Agent Three Fifty Five. This is yeah. a this is a black woman uh, who is a, a secret agent uh, mm-hmm. for the government, um, and she is one who will assassinate people if she's uh, assigned to do so. Mm-hmm. In the comic, she's introduced in this panel, these panels here, where she's told to go in and get uh, a woman out of the Middle East. Who's being yeah. held, and she, you know, she fights off three, uh, what looks like three Arab assassins, you know, by herself. In the television series, it's a little different. They introduce her in Oklahoma, and she's actually making a bomb uh, for a guy who apparently is selling to a, some kind of clan-like organization. Uh, the implication is she's gotten close to him, uh, that they've more than likely been sleeping together, and you know, from there she kind of takes out that whole kind of clan cell, so to speak. So they kind of introduce her in a different way uh, in the show than they do here in the comic. Um, But nevertheless, you know, she's the muscle. She's the muscle. And she ends up kind of presenting herself, uh, you know, to the new president after all the men die, uh, including the president of the United States. They literally die where they stand. Um, And, you know, uh, based on the circumstances, uh, York's mother played by Diane Lane, actually becomes the president. Now, there's a couple people in the chat who are dropping in some details. Uh, I'm going to let you guys up to clarify, because these are all real broad strokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, we're trying to find the line between sharing with you and and uh, not interrupting and not you know giving away everything. Yeah, I, th- I think you have to really see it to get a sense of it, because there's so much going on and... and uh... They get, they're trying to cram so much detail into uh, into the series. Even in the comic book, there's a whole lot going on. So basically, you have to really see it for yourself. It's kind of you know we we can give you uh, broad strokes, but um, you really have to look at it. Well, and this is a six year comic run, yeah, being translated into a t- an ongoing series. And they actually, as you said last night, man, they actually put some money into this. Apparently, uh, Disney mm-hmm. um, is backing this. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know, Artisan, do you know anything about that? Yeah, Disney owns Hulu and anything that they oh, do okay. that's outside of the Disney brand, which would be more more mature than, you know, Disney's kid image, they'll put on Hulu. So all okay. that Marvel stuff that was on uh, Hulu, like Cloak and Dagger and stuff like that, Disney still owns that. They'll just, if it's too risque for like Disney Plus, they'll put okay. it on Hulu. So you mean millions of males just dying and bleeding out wherever they are and their bodies being left in the streets for months? Disney would rather put that on Hulu than on Disney yeah, Plus. Disney huh? Plus. Yeah, yeah, this this is because this it's is not a so, it's not directly associated with their brand. You know, it's associated with the Hulu brand, but it's not directly associated with the Disney brand unless you know that, you know, they own them. Okay. Well, one of the first things you see in the trailer, at least one of the first things I notice is when you see Agent 355, who is, again, the black black covert op agent, uh, you see her first meeting Yorick. The first thing she does is she does it. She performs a throw, uh, takes him down on the ground, puts a gun to his face. So it's clearly... You can clearly see that uh, Yorick is not, you know, he's not what you might call a traditional male, but they establish the female superiority in the dynamic pretty quickly. And there are a number of jokes, both in the comics and, and, you know, scenes in the in the show that definitely highlight a fairly negative portrayal of men. Matter Mm -hmm. of fact, if you watch the show itself, there are a number of key. Well, actually, both do. The comic does as well. But there are a number of key elements that let you know and highlight men's, you know, problems. Like the president of the United States is characterized uh, pretty early on. Uh, hold on. As a misogynist. Yeah, as, yeah, as a misogynist. Um, you know, uh, Hero's boyfriend is, a, in, in, I guess, what do you call it? An EMT worker alongside with her. Yeah. Who, who lies about telling his wife about their affair. Yeah. You know, even though Yorick's girl is planning to leave him, the way the scene is set up is that his temper tantrum at her leaving uh, is really more the problem. And mm-hmm. she ends up leaving because of his immaturity and his inability to accept that uh, she doesn't want to necessarily marry him. So they kind right. of set up different levels of seeing men as a bit of a problem. Yeah. Right. You know, men are the issue. Men are, I, they, they range from immature children to, uh, you know, powerful, uh, um, uh, misogynist right of course yeah any thoughts about that well this is why i was looking forward to this show seeing how it would play because you know we're dealing with this this uh gynocentrism going on in, in movies and media right now so i knew this would be a deadlock for them to pick up and use i just didn't yeah. expect them to but once i saw the trailer i was going to be interested in what you had to say about it because I kind of got a feel for the theme of where this was going to go. I just wondered how far they were going to go with it. And right. the fact that they were willing to show men bleeding out all over the place, from what you're telling me from that first episode, men, you know, they're trying to get the feminist, you know, G-spot right off the bat. Like, look, all these men are dead. Now what? Right. <laughs> yeah, now what? A wet, a wet dream, like a world without men. Um, and yeah, even no. the comic ends up having this Amazon kind of group of women uh, that pop up and and we'll see if the show is going to do the same. But I will say they did some things and this is what drew my attention. They did some things I didn't expect a feminist led show to do. Uh, One of the first things they did is, uh, you know, they showed that without men, one of the biggest problems that happens overnight is a loss of power, loss of water, loss of transportation, 
uh, even the gas, you know, it, for them to secure gas, you know, within a, within about a few weeks, you know, it, it's, I mean, society's reduced to damn near the stone ages. I mean, they're one mm-hmm. step away from using, well, actually they are using fire mm-hmm. in their home. Yeah. In their home. You know, I didn't expect that. I thought, you know, a feminist show was just going to highlight, you know, how strong and powerful and intelligent women are. And they were just yeah. going to move on like nothing happened. But it was interesting <laughs> to kind of admit that. And 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 and, and as, as I'm speaking to one brother on here who actually does construction work, uh, you can attest to that. Right. Yeah. In terms of the gender dynamics in your your line of work, what do you see? The gender dynamics in my line of work is that even even if you have a building with, say, 200 people on it and a couple of them are women, it's not enough of them to run any of the, the functions that go on. Right. Because just like we've talked about many times, yeah, they can get into that trade, but they won't do that job. They won't they won't put the effort in to do that part of the job that's the really dirtiest or the really most mundane. You got to sit there and watch this lever and turn this lever every 30 days or so. They, they won't do it. So they don't have that information to do it. So in the absence of men, everything would basically come to a halt. And how it's done in the comic, I mean, everything. While a plane is flying, the pilot is gone, drop dead, the plane is out of the sky. That's it. It's over. You know, yeah, everything just, just well. yeah. stops, you know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did that in the show as well. And that was one of the things that surprised me. Um, the other thing that surprised me is, uh, you know, the president in the show uh, is, a, is a Republican. And upon his death, his successor, the senator, who becomes president, is a Democrat. Right. Of course. So there's, there's some tension there because the president's daughter is very much concerned about family values in a fairly traditional way. And she feels like the Democrats who've kind of taken over don't value family in the same kind of way. And they actually introduce her giving a talk where she talks about the way boys are ignored and disrespected and, mis- and mistreated in regard to how they're conceptualized in society, most particularly by women. So it's an interesting moment where you see this Republican woman who's the daughter of the president giving a lecture about, you know, the, you know, the, 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 the mistreatment of boys and men and the lack of respect that they seem to get in society. And she becomes one of the main antagonists later in the, in the, the third, by the third episode mm-hmm. to this Democrat president. And she's one that actually wants um, the wives of the, the Republican, you know, uh, you know, uh, elected officials who have died. She wants the wives to take over their positions. So there's some debate about whether or not they should be able to take over because they were elected you know, the, the Republican Party, you know, the president was elected versus, uh, you know, the, the proper order. Shout out to Great I-9. Appreciate that support. Um, you know, as opposed to the, the order, you know, we've seen this in a number of different movies. If you have a crisis in leadership, you have a lawsuit. There's a there's an order as to who takes office at a specific point in time. Um, let me see. Artisan, are you coming up again? Let me see. Are you showing us something, Artisan? Is there something you want me to put up? Yeah, something I was showing to what you were saying, what you were talking about with the the, the uh, women taking over and the family value. Oh, you over here, you playing? <laughs> What's up? We got we got Doctor Thunder in the house. What's up, man? Uh, and, Dr. and Thunder, and, uh, Winston, and and Stephen. I hope you guys are still on when I bring people up. Um, I see what you're saying in the chat, Winston. I'm not ignoring you. I'm just trying to cover the base before we dive in. Um, 
you know, but there were a number of key differences between the book and the series, and we're just kind of mapping that out. So some of y'all might be able to help when we bring you up in here because there's a lot to kind of go through uh, overall. But those are some of the political tensions. Um, mm -hmm. And I'll just add this, you know, at the end of the day, so it, it's very much a similar climate you have now, whereas right now the tension is about whether or not to believe the government over, say, right. COVID vaccine, you know, you got Democrat versus Republican. These ten they're, they're using those tensions in the context of this story. So you still got the same kind of di distrust in the government. You got the distrust between conservatives and liberals going on. And this liberal president, her son is the only living male. So, you know, that that would almost be like, you know, half of society dies of COVID and, and the one person that survives or whatever is the president's son. You know, that's kind of how it's seen. He's the only male and he's still alive. And the, and the question is, well, you know, how would the, how would this world full of women, especially the country full of women, see the president if her son is the only one to survive? Right. So there, you know, there's a lot of tension around, you know, uh, the politics of the moment. And what that says, and most people think the government initiated the deaths of all the men in one way, shape, or form. Any thoughts about that, fellas? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really interesting that nothing ever really stops and how, how uh, similar um, men and women actually are. We think that men and women are so different, and they're really not. That's <laughs> what you're starting to notice in this series. Yeah. And they and they even you know kind kind of tongue in cheek that in the comic, but uh, right. go ahead and weigh in, man. What were you gonna say? Oh no, I'm listening. I'm listening. I just unmuted. Okay. Yeah, that, that that the thing is the th same things that you know, like 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 you're saying, the same things that they were squabbling about uh, when the men were there, the squabbling about the same things now that the men aren't there. Yeah, and in the uh, and shout out to Chemistry Ibmore. Uh, we got him in the chat. Uh, Let's see, uh, AB. What's up, AB? Good to see you. Um, of course, Brother Malika. But one of the things they kind of tongue in cheek at in the comics is at one mm -hmm. point, Yorick tells his mother, you know, he, he jokes at her and he says, Yo, you know, a couple weeks after the deaths of the men, he's like, I would have thought, you know, since women are running everything, you guys would be holding hands, singing Kumbaya. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, you know, it's an interesting kind of tension. And that doesn't happen in the series, but just like BGS is pointing to, you do see that, you know, when you get down to brass tacks, the women are not wholly different from men in terms of how they're handling leadership, how they're, how they're prioritizing importance, how they're making decisions. Uh, there are slight differences, but nowhere near as pronounced as mm -hmm. what we off, what we might think, you know, in the face of uh, survival. Yeah. It, it's it, it's funny because because Kevin has been talking about this for the last year. If you could exactly. stand on snap the men, uh, basically the women wouldn't know how to run anything, and basically exactly. they were starving. And I think uh, I think it was like the the, uh, the third episode when I, I forget what the character's name. Uh, they had a group of women that were together and they were figuring out um, how many people they could take with them because they're running out of food and resources. So they had to move someplace else, and I think the, uh, I think the the lady that was that had the the vehicle, she only had room for a certain amount of people, and so she's gonna have to leave some people behind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so really quickly they started doing what they call triage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making them the masculine choices. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and 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 the other thing is that 
um, say if say if they had Thanos snapped and the women, all the women had died, right? Okay, mm-hmm. the men would have slowly started uh, cleaning up the bodies. Oh wow! So I noticed that. But when, yeah. when, when, when it happened to the men, uh, they don't move the bodies. You know, it's two no, months on, and the bodies, it. the bodies are still there. Yeah, and the body, body, so, so disgusting. It, yeah. It was, <laughs> instead of them, instead of them figuring how they're going to pile up and get rid of the bodies, what they're doing is just uh, they're actually sealing off, uh, leaving the people in place and sealing off areas of the buildings. Even in uh, even in the in Washington D.C., where you should have enough manpower to kind of clean out a building, they're not. They're just sealing off. Uh, places in the building. They're not trying to get get rid of the bodies. They're not trying to do the cleanup. Yeah, because they're not trying to touch that stuff. But that that goes into one of the things that um, Kevin had pointed out before, is that mm-hmm. men do a lot of these dirty jobs that keep the infrastructure in the society running, be right. it construction, waste management, you know, working in the sewer lines where there's rats and everything else and filth. Right. We're the ones who do those jobs. Yeah. Without those men there, that work still needs to be done. Somebody has to do it. If you're not going to do it, you're going to have a bigger problem. That's going to kill the rest of you that survive after, you know, maybe you don't yeah. have enough food. Maybe you don't have enough water. Now you ain't got no sanitation. Yeah. That's, that's and, kind and, of a wrap. And, 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 you know, they use uh, New York City as a as an example of a big city. Okay. New York City goes from, a, you know, from like 10 million people down to 80,000 within a couple of months mm-hmm. because it's unlivable. Because yeah, right. there's no, they can't because the water, the water, they can't uh, pump all the water out, and there's water in the, you know, in the underground that's what? causing the whole city to sink. And, well, it, and, and instead of uh, fixing it, they're moving. Well, it's kind of an overlap of issues because the, the mm-hmm. basically all the subway lines fill up with water because they mm-hmm. don't, they don't, they don't have the means to continually pump it out. And then on top of that, the bodies that are stuck in the water poison the water. Poison the water, yeah. So the city is sinking into the subway system and the yeah. subway water is already somewhat poisonous. You have yeah. all these kind of things happening at the same time. So just like what Artisan was saying a second ago, the waste management, you know, bodies being picked up, all those kind of things, as well as the engineering and technical issues, all of them are actually kind of converging to create bigger problems. Exactly. These problems isn't, isn't necessarily solved. And Yorick, in many ways represents, you know, a certain, uh, you know, group of men that are so disconnected. You know, he has nothing of practical value. <laughs> yeah. He can't do it either. <laughs> can't do it yeah. Uh, shout out you to was... and I agree, BGS. He is a dork. <laughs> He'd be better hanging to... under a whale. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Great I 9 and Kim for uh, contributing. Thank you. Um, you know, I'll put their comments on the screen. Um, well, he's right about flyborne illnesses and stuff like that. That's how you yeah. get rid of the bodies. Yeah, because the bodies are dead. Bodies are sitting out there. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They're sitting out there for for what looks to be anywhere from weeks to months. Right. Yeah. Right. And and, and, they, and and they do have plans on the books to actually get rid of in case something like this happens to actually get rid of the bodies. But thing is, is that women don't have the skills to actually carry it out. Yeah, who's, who's going to implement it? Who's going to actually be the first woman to go out there and start hefting bodies up? Right. But one of and the, where's her friend? I don't think you have enough, you know, butch um, lesbians for that. You ain't got enough of arm tattoos or not. <laughs> so. Well, I, I can say one of the things that I also didn't expect is you, you do see rioting. I mean, the women mm. actually burned down the White House in the first place. <laughs> That was that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, they stormed the Capitol? Are you kidding yeah, me? They burned it down. Yeah. <laughs> burned it down. I believe it. Chaos rain. Not, yeah. no, no shots at the YouTuber, but chaos rain. <laughs> hey, that's, it's absolutely that. I'm trying to see if there's any other bases uh, we can kind of form, you know, frame out there for the people who haven't had a chance to watch it before we start bringing some people up. So uh, is there anything else about the comic we should put out there? Uh, I can the only say thing that, I would say is that I, I didn't think that you learned till later on that um, your mother was the senator and never really got the understanding of why um, Yurik and the monkey was survived because I didn't, I didn't read it because I didn't oh, yeah. So yeah. that's the only reason why I don't, I do not know. Like I said, I, I I read a lot, but I don't read everything. I can't read everything. I don't have time for that. So that was one of the ones I didn't read either, Doctor J. Dr. This this, yeah, this seems to be like an underground um, uh, feminist cult following, as far as this book. Why it, it would see, it would seem like that, but Brian K. Vaughn makes a lot of books that actually pushes buttons in that mm -hmm. sense, and you could say he would be like the closest thing you can compare him to would be maybe a, a male feminist writer. Right, right. Because his yeah. other books are good like that, but they also have a lot of other feminist tropes and sexuality and stuff like that thrown into it. Because I believe he writes Saga too, which is really heavily popular with, with freaking females. But Saga yeah. is like weird sci-fi in a sense, with people who look yeah. like animals and TVs and all this weird sex stuff happening. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of different things thrown in into the mix, but they love it. They love that stuff, and it's a yeah. guy writing it, so it's like. Okay, so he either has his finger on the pulse, or he is the pulse and just you know giving them stimulation that they want. Yeah. But the thing to remember too, though, is even if he is a feminist, it's not it's not like a hardline feminism in the comic. Like he'll actually make fun of women, or yeah. you know he'll raise questions that you wouldn't. Now I wouldn't expect like an academic feminist to do. Um, mm. He's actually he, he actually does raise some questions about, you know, the absence of men and what that does and how women, mm -hmm. you know, see men in a, fair, a particular way. So it, it's I'll give them credit on that. And there is some of that in the show, mm -hmm. um, even though they do depict men to be kind of horrible early on and then they're all dead. Um, <laughs> so there's still some moments where they kind of nod to the men about certain things that I didn't expect to see them nod to, you know. So it, it's, it, it's interesting in that regard. Yeah, I think I think the uh, the show is a little closer to reality than the, than the book is, than the comic mm -hmm. is. The comic is a little bit, a lot more tongue in cheek. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so even um, even in the even in the uh, in the series, uh, uh, Yarick is was a lot more serious than he is in the in the comic book. Mm -hmm. Well, as far as you can make him serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You, you, you're supposed to be hiding because it's it's serious, and you're in there with you know the, your mother's, the president of the United States, and you're you're up running around chasing your monkey. Like an idiot. Yeah. Like an idiot. Yeah. And he doesn't understand how his presence can threaten her presidency, you know, and and he's kind of oblivious to how these politics could impact his mother. Yeah. But one of the other things, and I heard some people commenting on this very early. Uh, in the show, actually before the show started, was mm -hmm. uh, they de they deal a lot more with gender and 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 sexuality more in this than they did in the comic. Um, right, they do. Yeah, you know, and you would you would expect that. Yeah. <laughs> I think you would expect it. 
because that's par for the course right now with how they're doing all of these shows. Like I said, like if you if you don't see this wave coming or the wave here already, then you actually are a dork because it's been coming for a while. So this is just the next wave of all these movies coming out that are really wanting to highlight these themes that you know they that are to the late to to women and fem, feminists. They want to see stuff like this. So I'm some. You know, I'm surprised I'll see it. I'll be surprised how long it lasts. It might get like seven seasons. I don't know if it's enough material for that because the comic eventually stopped. But yeah, if they can get some money out of it and get viewers off of it, they'll you'll be seeing it for a couple yeah, of years. It, so it's it's far more interesting than I actually thought it would be. You know, yeah. from the I thought it would be interesting, but mm-hmm. you know, that's it. Well, one of the first questions I I kind of flashed through my mind in the first episode is. I was like, I wonder, do all of the, the, the trans women die? <laughs> and the comic book doesn't really deal with it, at least at least not in the first few issues. But the show, they actually do. Yeah. Uh, one of the statements that, you know, we know was yes. made by one of the showrunners is that, uh, you know, in the comic, they deal with gender, but they really don't deal with sexuality. And so that they mm. want to delve more into that. So they kind of clarify, you know, there's it's those with a Y chromosome with a you know who a Y chromosome that die. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. you actually do get to see trans men who are holding on to the last amounts, literally in the bottles. The bottles, the, uh, testosterone. Yeah. Testosterone, and and they're crying. And one, you know, one of them is crying about how they only have. Like, oh, <laughs> Um, uh, appreciate the support. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce that, <laughs> but uh, what they had a soul, I guess. Um, but anyway, crying about how after about two weeks, you know, that's it on the testosterone, mm-hmm. and the body's going to shift back from there. And mm-hmm. they don't say anything about trans women, but again, the president says Y chromosomes, all of them are dead. Right. So a trans woman would be dead. Would be dead. Yeah. You know. Would be. But there was an interesting point where they, they asked the president some I mean, I think it was Yorick who mm-hmm. asked her about, you know, are there any other men? And she said, Oh, there are plenty of men, just none with a Y chromosome. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's one of those moments where they're kind of delving more into LGBT than they did twenty years ago or, or nineteen years ago when they made this series in the comic. Um, you know, she's saying there are plenty of men, but those with a Y chromosome are all dead. So she's pointing to trans men and so on and so forth. All right. So, yeah, it's interesting to see how gender politics plays out when there's no uh, patriarchy or men to play it against. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Don't spoil it for me. I want to see how they do it in the series. <laughs> that should be a bit interesting because, in, in a sense, you know, like I was saying, it's, it's a feminist wet dream, but there are still some men left, technically. Yeah. Yeah, the thing is, we could tell you about it, but the thing is, it's so it's so unusual, and and uh, that you really have to see it for yourself. I mean, we could describe it, but the thing is, seeing it is different. Thank well, you, Matthews. And I'm not really holding back on anything because I did say spoilers. But the thing is, there's so much that happens, mm-hmm. even in just the first three episodes, and when you add that to you know what six odd years of comics, there's just no way to mm-hmm. really cover it all. I yeah. will say though, you know, looking at this, you know, as a, from a, you know, a, what I consider a black masculine standpoint, one yeah. of the things I noticed is so they race swap at least three black female characters. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the only black male that I remember having speaking lines 
in the show is is uh, the one that runs the private, you know, covert unit that Agent yeah. 355 works for. Yeah. And, um, and he dies, you know, obviously with the rest of the men. So he's not there long. But what I noticed is there were at least three black women that are race swapped into the series. Yeah. Uh, two of which uh, work for the new president, the female president. They are her aides before she, you know, becomes president, even while she's still a, a, a congressman. And um, and then the other is Agent 355. Yeah. And, and so it, they. It, it's funny, Agent 355 is the only consistent character, I think, between the comic book and the show. That's a Yurik, I would guess. Well, well Yurik, yeah, yeah, I think they matured him a little bit. Yurik is a lot more silly in, oh, okay. the, uh, in the comic. That ain't silly enough for me, man, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you're chasing after a monkey in a subway with dead bodies, right? Yeah. It's, it's, you're, you're just an idiot. At one point, yeah. he takes off all his clothes, <laughs> swim under the water to find his monkey, yeah. and run around the city naked in the cold. Yeah. I'm just like, what the hell? You know, but but what I was going to say, though, as far as the three black women there, two of them are basically just grunts that do low-level work, you know, for white women. And Agent 355, in many ways, ends up doing the, the you know, the black pill grunt work. I think we're picking mm-hmm. up some background noise off of a. Uh, Sorry about that. Um, yeah, it, it, she ends up doing the grunt work. She's the one that kills people. She's the one that you know that does you know this kind of vile work, and it's also very traditionally masculine. So mm-hmm. it's an interesting kind of way where, as black women, they're either doing grunt work or they're doing you know what traditionally masculine work in a way that's reminiscent of men, mm-hmm. in contrast to white women. So when you see Agent 355 at the beginning, she's, you know, she's hardcore. She does her work. But when you see her talking to her superiors in her covert unit, you know, you can clearly see the difference between men and women. Once all the men are gone, mm-hmm. she kind of takes on this masculine role in contrast to white women. And so mm-hmm. the dichotomy you see there as far as class and the kind of roles they play, but also in terms of certain types of gender representations among black and white women. The black women, and at least what I've seen so far, end up becoming really men symbolically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was saying that. I was saying that. I thought about that with, uh, in the sense of men in prison and women in prison, and how with in a male prison there will inevitably be some woman in there, right? Some man right. will be, you know, his his femininity scale is tipped more towards the femme than the masculine. He will end up right. being the jailhouse chick, right? In mm-hmm. women's prison, one woman who yeah. has more ma- more testosterone than estrogen will end up being the jailhouse dude. You know, yeah. I, I see that w- within the absence, you know, nature will push one up, and within that context, it, it would make perfect sense that okay, all the men die. There's only women here. Well, these women who have a real high degree of testosterone and masculinity will end up being the definitive men in that that space. That's just what will happen because you still have to have that balance somewhere. It, it needs to exist, you know. But it's interesting because we, we're told that there really is no balance, that everything is everything. Uh, anybody can be whatever they want, but you still see <laughs> masculine, feminine energy dynamic play out. I don't care if you're talking about LGBT relationships right. or television shows like these. So with the removal of all men, you still see the dynamic. You still see the balance. 
mm-hmm. uh, playing out. And the other thing, is, uh, you know, Artisan just mentioned, uh, you know, prison. That's one of the things they didn't talk about. Uh, you know, can you imagine what happened in the prisons? I mean, you just have whole prisons of male guards and prisoners just laying there dead. Yeah. <laughs> just cordoned it off, put a fence up. <laughs> I never went in there. And you know, they, you know they did because uh, whatever, the, I can't recall the building that they're operating the government out of, but one of the things that they comment on is how there are whole sections of the building just cordoned off where the male bodies are still laying where they were, working in offices, you know, wherever they are, they just cordoned them off. They didn't even remove the body. So, so it's the equivalent of whatever the new White House is, and there are just whole sections of the building they just don't go into because the men are still there. You know, so um, it's, it's an interesting kind of trope. Any, any, any last reflections before I start bringing people on uh, from either one of you? Because I know BGS, you got to go soon. Yeah, um, uh, you know, the thing is, the, the funny thing is, is you know, like, uh, like, like Yurik said in the comic, you would thought that once men are gone, they'd be singing kumbaya and dancing in a circle, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, uh, in, in both the comic and the show. You can see how ruthless women actually be- become and how hardcore mm-hmm. they become when their survival is at stake by mm-hmm. uh, uh, kicking people out, you know, leaving people behind, uh, not letting them in, uh, um, not sharing food. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not as inclusive as you would think they are. They're, they're you know, they're, as, as the series, go- series goes on, they're becoming much more vicious with each other. Hmm. Yeah, survival is on the line. Yeah. I was on the line. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. All, 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 all female dystopia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the thing I was looking forward to seeing in the show of because I didn't read the comic. I was looking for the show to just basically give me a little bit of a primer on that and show me what the story was about from a certain lens, basically from the television lens. Yeah. And then go back and actually read some of some of the graphic novels and stuff like that to get the real feel of what it was supposed to be yeah. about. But that's one of the things I was more interested in because you know if you know anybody who grew up in a house full of women, women by themselves in a house will eventually start fighting each other. They do not it's not a, you know, a sewing circle. Hell no. mothers daughters in the same house it will be some some shit happening so all the men die in this world and it's just women there and somebody making decisions and yeah maybe that chick don't like the decisions she's making it's gonna be some shit popping off (laughs) the funny thing is that within weeks of this happening they burned down the white house women do (laughs) yeah that's the funny part Uh And there, and there, and one of the other tensions that I didn't mention is that uh, you know the, the this the Democrat becomes president because it's you know pretty much all they can work out. But they do find that in Israel, the uh, mm-hmm. the, the woman who's technically the president is a Republican, and yeah. she was like she was head of the Department of, Agri- of Horticulture or Agriculture or something. Yeah, I, mean, mm-hmm. I think it was horticulture, yeah. but she's yeah. technically president. Right, um, but they they even say it. She's an anti-vaxer. She's this and that. So they kind of go down this line where they might be talking about COVID, but they're not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know when they filmed this, but mm-hmm. I think they're kind of bringing in some of those tropes. And they're saying she's technically president, but she's somewhat like Larry Elder here in California. Yeah, she, she's a white mm-hmm. woman. So, uh, so that's the dynamic, and she wakes up. Yeah, you know, in Israel, and she claims her presidency. And this right. also occurs in the comic, 
but in the comic, she literally walks up to the White House and she says, I'm president, and that's and you know, that's it. She's president. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the yeah. television series, they even hint at it because they know she's awake, they know she's claimed it. And um, you know, uh, the, the president actually says she's not gonna just come in and take over. She's been gone too long. It yeah. took her too too long to catch up and get up to speed. You know, and that's realistic. I can see that happening more so than she walks up, says I'm president, and then you know they hand her the presidency. It's gonna be an issue, you know, because yeah. people don't give up power. Nope. They don't give up power. You, you and know. they're not sharing. And that's <laughs> right. They're you know. not sharing. You can forget that. Yeah. So, you know, but uh, Artisan, I don't know how long you have. Uh, I appreciate you coming, but is there anything you want to say before I bring people up? Any last yeah, questions? I just wanted to say to uh, you could share my screen real quick so I can answer this one dude in the chat. Okay. Dre Russ is laughing, saying the comic book, the comic guy ain't watched the show yet. No, I was working. I forgot it was coming out Monday. Thank you very much. <laughs> here is my Hulu queued up with Why the Last Man. So when I'm done with here, I'm gonna go ahead and watch it. Thank you very much, Dre Russ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I catch up. Said, this, one thing they, I knew it was Disney because they spent a lot of money. Oh yeah. Oh man, Artisan left before I could get him to to tell people about his show and his, his comic book shop. Uh, nevertheless, Artisan's show is uh, look up Artisan MC on YouTube if you're not subscribed. Oh, there he goes. Came back in. Um, let's see. Uh, I was just talking about your show, man. So your show is at eleven o'clock on Sundays, right? Yes, sir. 11, 11 p.m. Pacific time. 11 a.m.? Yep, 11 a.m. Pacific time. And uh, tell us about the comic book shop. So, comic book shop is Stand Up Comics in El Cerrito, California. It's been open for about 40 years, and I have recently taken over the shop so it wouldn't close and kept it open, making it the first black-owned comic book store in El Cerrito, California. Um, I have recently... Still finishing up my work with the new distributors because since COVID and Diamond did its shutdown, you have to go through multiple distributors to get all your books. So because I'm starting a basically, even though I'm taking over the same spot, I'm starting a new account so I don't incur everybody else's debt. Um, I have to go through their approval process, which is, okay, send us this. I send it to you. Okay, that's good. Well, here's the next step, and now we'll look at this, and then send us this part. Now we'll give you the login. It's like, oh, fuck it, look. I just put in an order already. Can can I get books? <laughs> so that's where I'm at now. I have actually two emails right now from Lunar and Diamond. I just have to send them back another thing because they actually gave me my login now, so I can actually pay them actual money for these things. But Lisa signed. I already paid for my my first month of rent in the place. So, oh, as concerned, this is mine. So, if you want to buy some comics and you want to buy them over the web and have them shipped within reason, um, standupcomics.net. Hey man, okay. congratulations! And check us out on Facebook, Stand Up Comics on Facebook as well, which is the direct line straight to us. So, if you have orders, um, there's something you're looking for, give us a list. We'll sign you up with a membership, which will be monthly and be paid for. And if need be, we will send it to you. So, Dr. T, I'm waiting on your list, homeboy, because I did my orders last night. Where were you? I, <laughs> I stopped going to comics uh, to comic shops a few weeks ago, and I've completely lost touch with my list. So I have to start from scratch. It's okay. It's okay. I was up at, no, I at want you know, midnight. Congratulations to you, and, and we're trying to support. So, y'all make Appreciate sure. That. You order, uh, you order from the good brother, 
and check out a show at 11 a.m. on Sundays on the Artisan MC channel here on YouTube. Yes, um, I dropped the link in the chat, so uh, if you guys can come up, um, come on up. Now, Stephen, Stephen Dunn, real quick, is asking if you can ship to Japan. Yeah, I see Stephen Dunn, Dunn's comment. Um, far as I know, shipping to Japan will take a while because of all this infrastructure slowdown that they have, and I don't know how quickly to get there. I'd have to look into that to find out, Stephen Dunn, but if I can, I don't have a problem shipping you some books. You're going to pay a little upcharge on that, but just so you know, this it's all business. It's capitalism. So you pay the fee. It'll come, come to see you. And hey, we uh, want to make sure they stay around. Yeah, Count Seco, uh, the milestone stuff. Yes, I want the new milestone stuff, and that's why Lunar is in here in my inbox today, because that's who you have to get all your DC books. For. You got to go through Lunar. So okay. they sent me my login so I can do my order with them and get my DC stuff in. So this will be a good time for you guys to put in what you're actually looking for, so I know how many of what I have to order. Because okay. if I order five and ten people show up, five of y'all gonna be disappointed and waiting. <laughs> Well, let's 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 make sure we support him. I dropped the link in the chat, so um, you know if you're interested in coming up uh, to talk about the show, come on in. Just click the link. Um, you know, uh, however long either one of you can stay, BGS and Artisan, y'all know. You're yeah, welcome. yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. already. I want just got about five more minutes, and I got to go. Yeah. All good. Yeah, I'm, gonna hang, I'm gonna hang in for a minute, Doctor T, before I have to do anything else. This is interesting. Oh. Cool. I'm waiting to get educated so somebody can tell me more about the comic that I didn't read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we're shocked. We're shocked. Shocked. Yeah. Hey, it has to happen sometime. Come on, man. I hadn't read yeah, the but... foundation. You were shocked. <laughs> yeah, I was sure. shocked. Yeah, I see? was shocked. Look. But, but, but I'm, you, I'm noticing that, that why is, is basically an underground, they call them geek feminists, right? It's a mm -hmm. geek feminist cult following amongst my why, and they've been arguing about it for the last 10 years about the yeah. uh, about the uh, symbols inside it and and the meanings like uh i remember i was reading one uh, uh one one thread where they talk well I, I think in the uh comic where they were actually talking about uh the, the amazon and the amazons have, being that club they have to cut off their left breast right but in the, they were saying traditionally in the amazon yeah. you got to cut off your right breast so yeah. they were talking about little details yeah, so like this yeah okay well, we got a few people up in here. Uh, we got Brother Steven, who's actually uh, come, who's who's coming in from uh, Japan right now. We got AB Media, and we got Cipher. What's up, people? What's going on? What's going on, yo? Now, now, due to the respect of the of the, of the distance, and, and 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 more than that, Steven or Norin has been helpful with this behind the scenes for the last few days, anyway. Because I, like I said, I asked people who would read the actual comic to reach out to me because I was going to see about bringing him on the show and he was actually the first to reach out and give me some background information. So how you doing, Stephen? Uh, not too bad, brother. How y'all doing? All good, right. Man. Pretty good. Yeah. Appreciate that. Give us your thoughts on the book, um, having read it. In, you, now, you read it when it initially came out, right? Yes. Yeah. Give us your thoughts about the book at the time. And, I don't, and did you have a chance to see the show or no? No, I haven't watched the show yet. Um, kind of not. I'm kind of hesitant to watch the show because I don't want to. Um, I actually enjoy the comic book dis despite some of the more obvious uh, and overt feminist leanings, mm -hmm. but I don't want the the show to kind of uh, color my yeah. my like of the of the book. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm sure I'll I'll get around to watching it eventually. But 
it's it's more so, it's more it's more Stephen King, you know, when you when you look at the series, like it's really deadly serious. Where it's a horror, the, it's more of a horror show. It's more of a horror show. Yeah, it was more deadly serious than it than the than the comic. Right, because uh, in in the comic, even even later on towards the the towards the end of it, mm -hmm. Yorick's seriousness, if 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 it can be categorized as that at all. It's really activated by everyone else around him other than himself. Um, like, I, I don't recall. I'm, I'm just kind of skimming through um, the different comics. And right now, trying to find a situation where he acted in his own self-interest once. And mm. I suppose at the very end, I don't want to give it away, but I suppose at the very, very end, he does. And that's like the only time I can recall throughout the entire series that he did something completely for himself, by himself. My submit, my my suspicion is that most of this is going to be him coming into his manhood throughout the course of the story, mm -hmm. um, which mm. you know for me is slightly irritating, mainly because I don't think Western media, you know, appreciates manhood as it is. Um, it, it, no. So it, it didn't surprise me that you know. Well, it actually surprised me. He was he surprised me. He was heterosexual. Uh, in terms <laughs> of the show. I didn't think he would be. But then on top of that, once I saw him to be an idiot and an immature kind of teenager, almost uh, despite his age, you know that that was more. I was like, yeah, I, I expected them to do something like that. But mm -hmm. like, you know, an able-bodied, intelligent, forthright male. You know, who's not an idiot? That would have surprised me more than anything. Yeah. This is how much of an idiot he's written to be in the comic books, though. Um, there's, I don't want to give too much away, but there's a scene, a really intense moment between his sister Hero. I mean, the fact that they named her Hero mm -hmm. says it all. Lord. But there's a, a moment between his sister and him, to where I mean, it's a it's a deadly, it's literally a, a potentially life or death situation. And he says something, you know, and to him, this is serious. This is a, a you know, a moment where he he should be respected. What he has to say, and she totally undermines him, and he falls for it, and he kind of loses his footing in that moment. It's like, wow. I mean, he he's not to be taken seriously at all. Like yeah. I I think um, when uh, on Facebook when you were first catching wind of the series, mm -hmm. and you wanted some information about it. I yeah. made a comment about how everybody kicks his ass. There's, there's, <laughs> there's no, there's no woman who he comes across throughout the entire yeah. series, yeah. who he is better than at mm -hmm. anything, not even physically. Yeah. Damn. Oh boy. Yeah, and I've been telling you guys for years. My son, who's now sixteen, he told me this at twelve. He said, "I've never seen a boy beat a girl at anything in comics and cartoons and video games, like nothing." He'd never seen it. So that's the legacy of what I'm talking about. But go ahead. And you know what? Um, from being like from being a Gen Xer and growing into a black man, and I love this pop culture. Mm. When you read that, that totally takes the winds out of your sails because you hate to see a man lose. But at the same time, see when I see. I remember the book years ago because I was like you, uh, 
artisan and um dr t i go to the comic shop and i saw this like well what is the why last man and i read it and somebody told me oh it's a dystopian future where you know he's the last man standing i couldn't even understand it i'm like why and i didn't even have the red pill back then but it didn't make sense so i was like whatever but when you did the report on it and hearing about that he's immature he's stupid he's a dork he, he he's just no arrested development but his masculine hard drive doesn't kick in at all now we don't know with the series but now you like the brother just said even in the book he, he can't do anything just as good or better than these women and nothing comes in that for me as a if i was reading that I throw the book down. I'm mm -hmm. throwing it in the trash because for me as a man, as a strong masculine man, red pill man, I want to see a protagonist do something because me as a man, if I was in that situation, I'm going to take charge. But you get tired of that because I guess because I regurgitate the blue pill and I don't take the Kool-Aid, I don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe anymore. Because okay. as men, we want to see masculine men take charge i don't care right. whatever type of story it is it's a point where you're like you're taking charge you're mm -hmm. you're, you're doing something mm -hmm. but then when you realize that you're left with a situation where there's no men and women are taking charge and they're literally tearing themselves apart because they're forced to deal with logic reason and act in a masculine manner Mm -hmm. But you have this guy here, and I'm thinking, and I don't know, and you know, Brother Steven, don't tell me, what is it about him in the monkey or in his DNA or his genetics that he's not affected by this virus? What is it question. about him? Um, and, and, but also, what is it about him, and why did Vaughn write him that he never really, well, Kareem said later on in the book, he kind of starts to gain some masculinity and he starts to grow some balls in a backbone but my thing is it, it like how you said dr t when you re, when you're looking at media when you're absorbing all different forms of media and i'm glad that we've come from an age where we're like we ain't never seen no shit like that growing up even with black mm -hmm. even though as much crazy stuff we've seen in black media the the overt racism and the undercurrent racism is like, no, 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 no. We grew up where men took charge. But well, see, that's the thing, Malika. What I, what I see with the book, my friends who read this book were predominantly Caucasian guys. And uh -huh. Caucasian guys love yeah. this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I never mm -hmm. heard them complain about him not being masculine or stepping up his role. They just enjoyed it as being silly, silly and goofy. Now, I don't know if they're identifying, if they're enjoying it because they're identifying with the dude or they're identifying it in the sense that it's not them. So that's why they mm. enjoy it. I, mm. I never really got that from them, but I wasn't at an age where I was asking them that question, you know. But that's that's the thing. The people who really like the book were usually Caucasian guys. I didn't know a lot of Jews who had actually read it at all. Um, <laughs> Malika, uh, if I can go back to a point that you were uh that you had brought up earlier where you said if you had read the book and got to a certain point you your frustration would cause you to just throw it down. Yeah. Because you, I think that's because you're reading him as a protagonist. Uh -huh. I read him as not a protagonist, but a MacGuffin. 
He's a walking MacGuffin. He's the thing that moves the plot forward. He's not. He's not the protagonist of it. Well, he doesn't really have agency, huh? Yeah. He so doesn't, he, like I said, um, so even towards the, the end when he starts fiction. to. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Uh, is it okay? Go I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry. Finish the statement, Stephen. Um, well, I was saying, um, even towards the end when he he starts to come into his own, mm-hmm. uh, so-called his own, the impetus of that isn't his will. It's other people's will. It's mm-hmm. other women's will. So. His yeah. even his assertiveness is a is a faux assertiveness. It's, mm. There's no he's not behind that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's believable because in the first two episodes of this series, um, he's walking the streets. He's got his his gas mask on. It's him and this monkey. He risks his life to save the monkey early in the first episode, really. And he's walking these streets. And and when you find out the reason why he's doing it. He's spray painting messages around the city, hoping that his girl will see the message and come back to the house. So oh boy. This is the last male that we know of in existence, and his primary goal is getting back to a woman that dumped him. So, so in you, other uh, words, the last episode <laughs> survivors are cocky surf. Well, Total. Pretty much. Total. I mean, she makes it pretty clear that her 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 leaving for Australia. You know, in the comics, she's already there and they're having a conversation. But in the series, mm-hmm. she's about to leave. And I think she's going to school, but she's making it clear that this is a breakup for them. She's not thinking about him and he's trying to marry her. You know what I mean? And then he spends the next few days trying to find her after all this. And it even gets to the point where when he does reconnect with his mother, the president, and they're trying to figure out what to do next. They're trying to hide him so the politics don't you know, blow up her spot. In the midst of all of that, he's damn near throwing a childish tantrum because his only goal gets Australia to find this girl. (laughs) Oh boy, that's that's one thing. That's one thing before all of this happens. But if that's your only goal after every man in the world dies, and that's still your thought process, yeah. And you know what? That's so disheartening because that's showing men that. This guy, he 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 he's not serious. He's not caring about things. He he even in the midst of of crisis and chaos, he's still pedal, pedestalizing women. Yeah, and this pushes the thing on psychologically. He's pedestalizing this woman. Mm-hmm. Where some people might say, "Well, you know, he's still romantic at heart," and you're like, "No, he's not." Mm-hmm. You're 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 putting this character out that's a simp. He's realized the the thing is, I'd be worried. First of all, for me, I'd be worried about my survival because I'm the last man, and no, they're going to probably need my sperm and DNA to make more people. Mm -hmm. Yep. And what they're going to do is probably use me as a male version of a broodmare. Right. (laughs) So, there you go. Which in the comic book he's actually upset about. So it's an interesting kind of you know this this question of how men are depicted. Um, but um, who are, go ahead? We got the uh, I think it's is it Jay Jay Lock up here? Jay Locke. Yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. Uh, Malika, what is what is a what is a brute mare? By the way, brute mares were women back between if I'm right. Um, 
Dr. T, correct me, between either the 1600s, 1700s, these were women that were primarily used for breeding children. Breeding. You could even go back how the way our ancestors were put on plantations. They were used mm -hmm. as broodmares to breed children for slaves. But even oh, um, the Puritans and even um, a lot of the white folks from Europe that came over to America to, to institute, to have, just to have a culture of people, you would take a girl who reached a level of menstruation that could have children. She was primarily used for having children. Um, what is that show on Hulu that they have out now? Um, Handmaiden's Tale or something like that. Handmaiden's Tale is a perfect example of broodmares. So this is something that is true that has happened between that white folks did it, but definitely in our culture mm -hmm. through slavery, you know, our female ancestors were primarily brought over here for being concubines for white men and for breeding and broodmares. That's crazy. I never, I, I never, oh, I never noticed. I never noticed. I was trying to figure out, but I didn't know it was a word for that term. So thank you. But here's the, here's the thing, though. If you're the last man on the planet, you do understand that you're going to have to play a role in some form or fashion. So mm -hmm. why that would offend somebody is a is is already a kind of an issue. And with his character, I think it's more in the comics so far. Um, you know, he's offended by this because his idea of repopulating the earth is getting with his girlfriend. That's you know, and, and, and it, it takes a it while before his mother clarifies that that's an idiotic approach to the situation. Yeah, you, yeah, you got all the women in the world, and you want that one particular person. And I read him. Uh, I read the black guy comment. He said, "I agree to whoever. No fully women will be uh, reproducers from these loins." <laughs> um, it, I was reading the black guy. Comment. I will say, you know, they there is a moment. There is a moment though where they do talk about having uh, secured the sperm banks. So they in the so in the in the series they they did talk about they secured the sperm banks. But they don't yet know if the male embryos or whatever, you know what I mean, are, are we're just going to die in the womb. Like they don't really know right. causing this yet. So there is some talk about it. In the comic mm -hmm. book, they went straight into cloning. Right. The comic book was dealing with cloning. I don't know if the, C the TV series will deal with that, but they, they did that pretty quickly early on in the comic. In this, they're not really talking about cloning as of yet. So I don't know where they're going with this. It, and, and in the comic books, not, I believe they, um, I'm sorry. My ex, the, the the brother that was saying about the white guys wasn't um uh wasn't uh, aware of the comic book. He said it wasn't uh who said that was uh, that was me. Ashley. That was me. Ashley. The reason why they said that because they look at it as entertainment. That's also yeah. a lot. They don't look at it as a, they, don't, they don't look at it as a, as a this is a message. This is something that you know we should be like you know kind of concerned about like symbolism type of like stuff like that. Yeah, like, I understand like, that part, but that, that's the point looking a little deeper because you yeah. have to ask people that stuff. Most people will read something or watch something and it just watch it washes over them and it's just entertainment and that's the end of right. it. But I, if you I, dig I a little deeper below the surface, you'll you'll get that answer. That okay, guess what? Dr. TJ Johnson, uh I I will recommend you this though. You say your son is 16 years old and he never seen uh Something I think it was 2019. I'm not a little bit off topic. I won't be like, a little bit off topic. It was a show called Shield Hero, Roger Shield Hero. He got yeah. accused of rape by a chick 
and he had to defend himself by a chick. And he had, he had he had sent enforcers and everybody going against them, but he had to beat them uh, to win. And when he yeah. won, the crowd did not like that because he won uh, fair and square. Okay. Yes, he only had he had a couple of people by on the side, but that's what that's why I was like, it's one. I was like, it's a couple of shows out there that shows that stuff like men, men are like you know. Defended himself against like you know Ghana Ghanakshi and stuff like that. Yeah, that was a good anime. That was a good anime. That was a good show. That was a good show. Yeah. Okay, okay, thank you. Yeah. Uh, we, also got, we also got Officer Charles up here. What's up, man? Uh, Officer Faulkner. One, two, three. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> What's up, man? Oh, <laughs> Not much. Just, just, just got in. Just got in. Did you get a chance uh, to uh, to either read the comic or watch the series on this? I read some of the comic. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to get into the series. I'm gonna take a deep breath. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Take a deep breath and try to dive uh, in no, because I know they're gonna. I know they're gonna push an agenda at three. Uh, mm-hmm. Like for some some odd reason, I see women out there all the time who could. Flip me around with their little pinky finger, and I'm helpless to do anything. Right. Woe is, woe is black as me. Um, <laughs> Even his mom kicks his ass. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Are you serious? Yeah. Are you serious? I, I, I look at I look at stuff like that, and I'm like, women. Women usually look at for men to be the rock. You know the protection, the stabilizing force. When when I when I look at this, I do like the fact that society will collapse because women don't do the heavy lifting in society. They yeah. just don't. That's the one thing I do like about this story. Go ahead. Sorry. And women think that those little degrees they get in education is going to carry you through when it comes to survival. Okay. Nobody cares about 2 plus 2 if you can't eat. So, nobody cares about 2 plus 2 or vernacular when you can't eat and survive the next day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kevin Samuels should read this book. should read the comics. Somebody's got a lot of background noise. Yeah. Yeah. Christopher... Oh. oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize I was on yet. Um, okay, so one of the things that I was looking at. Mute up. Somebody was talking. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, you got a, yeah. You got a delay. Oh, you sorry. A, you just cut it. But but just one mute up thing- for a second. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, that's better. But. I was gonna say this real quick. I do, I do understand the the reality that they have when men are out that they go into such calamity. Mm-hmm. Do I think women will band together and survive like that? No, mm. typically no. I, uh, even in the military, women will turn on each other like rabbit dogs. Mm. Okay. And, I do see that there's some gonna there not saying there's not gonna be any capable women. There's gonna be some, but not that's not gonna be the overwhelming majority. We're gonna fix this thing, no. 
no, a lot of women will probably if something like that. Sixty <laughs> percent of the women probably die really quickly. Now, and, go ahead. They didn't. They didn't say it explicitly, but you do get the impression that people are dying because one of the things you do, you know, you find is that there's no food. You know, it, it, one of the interesting mm-hmm. things that happen is everybody eats what they have to exhaustion. And then mm-hmm. you know they're 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 in houses with no power, no water, and no food. Um, and 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 they're yeah, it probably stinks like hell. Well, and, mm-hmm. and they're they're jamming up the president about you know you know getting them food. You know what I mean? And it's one of those kind of things where it's like you know in in a situation like that, by the time people are literally out of food, thousands of people have likely already died at that point. But they you'll, you'll be surprised, Doctor T. How quickly people died without water. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You'll be surprised. Before food, you'll yeah. you'll die of dehydration first or some form of um or some form of um digestive. Yeah. Yes. Like mm. water water is so vital to the human body that you mm-hmm. can't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And think about it. Even some of the foods you eat, you still need water or to digest it. Yep. So imagine if you're eating, like, let's say they read a Walmart and they're taking all the beef jerky. Do you know how much water you would need to, with that just to break that shit down before it actually clogs up your um your digestive tract? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and then one of the things is is that. A lot of them are going to eat because, you know, fear. So you're going to have sodium. Okay. So, and, and you're going to have a lot of salt. You're going to have a lot of people who are going to retain too much water. That's going to, and that's going to give you high blood pressure. How many people are going to already? And then let's think about this. And then I'll shut up. How many people are already <laughs> on the bad side of the spectrum when it comes to health before something like this would happen? Exactly. I was yeah. thinking the same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't I, I do apologize. I didn't ask a B uh, his thoughts. I want to get a B and then Christopher. Um, and then we uh, we, we now have Adam up here. But a B, did you get a chance to watch this or to read the comic? I did not. But uh, based on what I've heard in feedback. OK, never mind. Based on what I've heard. Let me get this straight. They burned the White House down within two weeks. You said within. Well, they didn't say specify exactly, but it's within a few weeks. Um, within a few weeks of this happening, they burned the White House within a few weeks of this happening. Mm-hmm. I'm the last guy on earth, and these women are going to boss me around. Okay. Well, like mm. like just like Stephen was saying, every every he's been beat up from the comics to the series. Every con- confrontation he's had he's gotten beat up so oh boy <laughs> you know that's um I mean. yeah I, I can see where artisan you know his white friends come from kind of laughing at i see i see that side of it you know like the, the, like they, they can't be serious mm-hmm. but still still even then the, the message in that is like uh really mm. This is this is this is what we're looking at. And this is one of the reasons I'm covering it, because we're we're you know, we're talking about the, the representation of, of men 
And these are the things that I find interesting because there's so many subtle digs at men that I see in, in mainstream media on a regular basis that this was so blatant that I just, I had to, you know, at least put it up on the table. Oh, there's so, Dr. T, there's so blatant now. I, I want to be called toxically masculine. If they're going to, they're, they're doing too much. Uh-huh. Check Check your Twitter later. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but let's get Christopher in here. Christopher, any thoughts? Yeah, about go ahead. This? Well, um, one of my main things is, okay, so I used to work, uh, you know, like my background was in the mic. Can you hear me? Yeah, try not to mess with your mic. It's something, we're hearing some noise. I was putting, I was adjusting my headphones. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, one of the things that, because uh, basically like uh, before I, Right now, I do cybersecurity, but before I did cybersecurity, I was doing game development. The one of the reasons why I got out of game development, one was shipping uh, shipping uh, most of the jobs overseas for artists. But then the other thing is um, I wind up having to disdain for most artists because okay. they're into this, I don't know, this real realm of reality just not working for them. So they they want to fit things within a box. I used to get a lot of arguments about uh, military and women and all this other stuff with my professors and stuff because they would, yeah, the indoctrination within college. But a lot of these artists, one, one of the biggest things is a lot of women becoming the writers and oh the artists now in mainstream comics. Mm. And that's why you're seeing these changes. And the guys, so the guys who do, it's women, and then you have a lot of these these guys who like are practically male feminists. They're also writing, or the ones who just want to keep their job. So they don't, don't say anything because this corporate America is pushing this weird ideology that this stuff should be the norm. You know, like just try to go to a, you know, just going to college trying to you know uh sift through the uh the indoctrination that they try to do and it's trickling you know from college trickling all the way down you know i'm having to have these conversations with my daughter about the stuff they're teaching in school right um i guess like right now at her school she has these kids that there are females and mostly uh black and hispanic but they're they're trying to protest over wearing halter tops and and shorts. Mm. Tiny shorts. They're protesting and, and their their uh their argument is that the guys wear short shorts. Okay. Okay. It's, I mean so it, it's you so can it's see it. Yeah. Prevalent. And, and you can kind of see where everything like because if you notice you look back all these you know the, the shows and the comic books like around 2016, everything just took a, a just a straight left turn, and then everything just went teaching yeah. this crazy. I, I, believe, I believe it, Chris, because um, I'm gonna cut you off. I'm just, it is no, uh, back in 2013 or 14 when I went to community college. Uh, this guy was telling me I think it was I think he was Puerto Rican or Mexican. I think he was Hispanic. He had to drop out of a classroom. We was all like, what? what happened? And for the first day, the teacher said, if you're not uh, G-Hay, uh, drop off the classroom right now. Because it's all about G-Hay class. It's about, you know, the, the lesson is about G-Hay stuff and G-Hay history lessons. Okay. It was, 
What is that? Drop G G A Y. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you said G Hey. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm. Lost. Yeah, I have to. You know, I, I you know, I don't want to. Get right, 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 right. Okay. You know, the, right. I have to say it in a smart way. Okay. So they, so, so the, so the teacher actually said, if you're not, if you're, if you're, uh, you, you shouldn't stay if you're straight, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just drop out. Drop out right now. I said, all right, who teaches this, this so I can uh, avoid this guy? <laughs> so, you know, you know, he was like, I, that was shocking. He, Chris is right. This was right. That it's, it's, it's getting bad because, like, I mean, but I mean, I guess COVID did teach a lot of people that, that homeschooling is actually pretty, getting pretty easy. Uh, I, and I'm like, I'm, I can't pull my daughter out because she's a senior, but yeah. I'm, Tempted to pull, you know, my my other two out, and so because it's it's just getting and and, and like you know because uh, I don't really know like my this the crazy part is I got two sons and they're crazy because they're they're both over in Fresno right now. I, I was <laughs> pushing my son. I was like, yeah, yeah, if you go to Fresno State, make sure you get Doctor Hassan. You might want to get his class. Go get his class. Like that should you should be kind of tutelage under because it's just like the their mom is their mom is white and I sheesh. Okay. And they are like we we've gotten to like some heated arguments. Hmm. Um and one of the arguments we got on we got on to where um like she kind of showed her hand a little too much is she wound up telling my kids that uh, like I will, uh, I, I was no longer connected with the black community. I don't know what I'm talking about, and that they should listen to uh, Sean King. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And what? yeah, what? yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was the argument. That's so random. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I want to. I want to keep us on 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 subject, but we got a couple new people. That popped up. We got Adam, hey. uh, and we got I am just Jules. So um, um, let's 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 jump into that. Adam, what are your thoughts about some of this? Did you watch the show? Did you read the comic? Uh, I, I got into a little bit, but but the uh, it, you know, so so like it, when when you watch some of the things, you gotta kind of suspend belief, and it was hard to uh, uh, or suspend disbelief. It was kind of hard to do that. Uh, Particularly, one of the things that we spoke about earlier about the bodies and how the bodies were just there. Wait one and second. I, one second. I apologize, Christopher. Uh, I didn't want you to to come down. So if you just if you drop because you, you the signal drop, come back through. Um, I want you to stay in the discussion. But uh, my apologies, Adam. Go ahead. No problem. Uh, but uh, just real quick, uh, you know, one thing I I found interesting, and you guys commented on earlier about the bodies being there. I mean, I come from a uh, you know, I used to do pest control and I came from that background. And that was just one of the things I immediately noticed is that, you know, I mean, just New York itself, if you consider the bodies in New York, there are more rats in New York than there are people estimated almost three times the population. And during coronavirus, because people weren't throwing out their garbage in the city, rats in all the boroughs increased significantly. So the little food that they did have that uh, Officer Faulkner spoke about earlier, the little food that they did have would have already been contaminated by all of the pests uh, mm-hmm. that, that would have been spreading. And just, you know, the type of vectors 
that mosquito spread alone in standing water. They're, they're, the pest control industry is largely men that goes out there and does that, you know, which is why pest control is considered essential work. So if all those men are gone, the food that you do have, the water that you do have is pretty much all finished. So I just, I couldn't believe, it. you know, I, I, you know. That's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, actually, uh, appreciate that support extended clips. Shout out to Floyd Jarvis in the comments. What's up? Uh, they actually yeah. did have a scene in the series where you saw thousands of rats just coming down the street and they were kind of leading up to these deaths. You're starting to see animals that were just dead, you know, yeah. uh, and you, and you actually saw a dog, you know, just die in front of somebody. So they, they use the animals to kind of say this is coming. And there was mm-hmm. a scene where you just saw these rats, just thousands of them running in a particular direction. And after they passed, you just saw a number of them dead laying on the street. So, so, like, the, yeah. so, so like the suicides. And, 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 and I was just going to comment that this all happens within a matter of days. The yeah. life cycle for a fly is eight days from egg to adult. So within a week, you already got, you know, with those many bodies, you would have billions of yeah. flies. Yeah. You you wouldn't even be it would be a play. You wouldn't even be able to walk out and, and look around because there would be so many flies all over the place. But, you know, that's you know, that's that right. So <laughs> they're spreading disease. Huh? So yeah. like the rat scene in Suicide Squad, only 10, only 20 times worse. Oh. Yeah. And that's just the flies. That's not including other pests that would be spreading all over the places. The roach. I forget about it. <laughs> oh, wow. We've got to get into it. It's Jesus. Just <laughs> wow. Wow. Man. Wow. Yep. And, and it's largely men that do that work. Yeah. yeah. They'd be walking yeah. around full beekeeper outfits. <laughs> yeah, I've outfit. never seen a female pest control person. That is great perspective. Yeah. It's, uh, the, I mean, every now and then, I've only encountered, in, in my career, I've done pest control for 15 years. And uh, in my career, I've only found three women that worked. One was private and two were in government. So the uh, well, the majority actually though there was a couple more, but they were all in government, you know, union job, and there was very specific things that they had to do. There were pests mm-hmm. that they refused to treat and things like that. And normally, when it was, you know, when you had to actually, when you actually had to work where the pests were there, right, not during the day when you're dealing with ne- uh, nocturnal creatures, when you had to deal with uh, like a live rat in an apartment, they would go get the guys and say, "Hey, okay. <laughs> we need you to go." I was like, "All right, well, I guess that's my job now, right?" <laughs> So was it more was it more administrative and you guys were doing more of the hands on work? Is that what it was? Yeah, kind of like, uh, you know, they, they would take the notes of how much pesticides were used. You know, they would order the pesticides and things like that. You know, every now and then they would mix it up. You know, very few would actually go out and, and do the work itself. Um, but normally it was, you know, during the day. So, you know, you're not really doing the jobs when the animals are active. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when they're crisp, like crispicular creatures or and normally they weren't trappers at all. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. OK. okay. But, all right. Well, let's see. And so you so you're basically saying wow. that this if this actually occurred based on how things are already running um, as far as pest control, um, it would be pretty much like we're seeing in the series. More more or less, although I I would argue it would be, you know, significantly worse just due to the. The, I mean, the reproductive capacity of these creatures, one, one study by Robert Corrigan, uh, was a leading expert on uh, urban pest control, particularly studying rats, showed that if you did not reduce a rat population by more than 50%, by the same time that next year, the population would have already recovered to what it was. Wow. Ooh. Wow. So but you, to be fair, have- in the series, all life with a Y chromosome 
is yeah. extinguished. Yeah. Well, the thing is, with these creatures, you only really need, <laughs> I mean, with, with these creatures, you only really need one or so male because they, based on how fast they reach maturity, the males, the sons would be able to reproduce within a couple of weeks after, after they've reached maturity, which is only a, a month or so. So, you know, with, with these, some of these creatures are really what make a difference, you know. Well, tell me, uh, tell me this real quick, Stephen. Um, did they did they cover any of the gender dynamics when it came to insects and pests? Like um, that? The, the way I understood it was all life that has. Oh, I don't know if, if uh, flies and insects have Y or X chromosomes, but oh, wow. the way it's, the way it is in the book, everything with a Y chromosome dies. Oh, okay, they do. They do. Okay. So. Does that include like other uh, insects that are able to change their gender? Uh oh, like frogs. Some frogs can. Um, and fruit flies. Interesting question. Yeah. Yeah. Fruit, in fact, a lot we know about genetics was studied in fruit flies uh, because of the way they, how rapidly they only live three days. So it's very easy to see, you know, how genes transfer and stuff like that. So mm. you know, that was. But didn't that didn't that didn't that brother debunk that that like it was like a manufactured man made. That gender's uh, DNA uh, transformation. Male I think you're male. talking. I forgot the doctor's name, but he did a study and he was talking about pesticides. Um, there was a was that the, was that the one was that the one he was talking about? Yeah, and I think it was uh, where the frogs like almost, they they went from male to female. I don't know. They, they, I, don't, I don't know about they that. I don't know about that. They were trying to assess. But, it was a black guy. He looked like he looked like Doctor T. Hassan. Kind of much, but <laughs> he he do no joke no joke about it. But he he's very knowledgeable. But uh, that's why he, I just said that he 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 was a scientist. He found out, yeah. And he said, and then he and he found he he put it on uh he put them on blast about it. He put them on news about oh, wow. it. Wow. And, uh, and then and then they said and then they, and then one of the agents came. He said he said if you expect this on public, we will kill you. And the guy said, you know, I got you before, right? And they, and they backed off him. You're talking about uh, was it Tyron uh, Tyrone uh, Hayes? Is that what? Yeah, I think. Yes. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. him. All right. Yeah. Um, let me see. We got to, now real quick. There's some some T Rex said in the comments that got me thinking. Um, he mentioned Charlton Heston's uh, the film he did uh, a while back. Was it the, the Omega Man? Omega and Man. I realized. Yeah. I realized between Charlton Heston and Will Smith, um, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, what was the film with Will Smith? Uh, I am Legend. Yeah, I think for me, I, I was comparing Yorick to those two dudes subconsciously, and that that kind of fed into my disappointment that much more because um, you know if you just took the if you just took the I Am Legend with Will Smith, his character was serious. Yeah, who's somebody has to turn their mic on. That was me. But um, you got you know you, he took it seriously. You know what I mean? I I, I was expecting something like that where necessity pushes you. <laughs> Into a certain direction, and when you look at mm-hmm. this York cat, he's 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 an idiot. But um, no. so we got uh, <laughs> we got a couple people in here that didn't. Well, get well Hassan, he's a you no. Know, Will Smith is a black brother. You know that other character is a a white brother. I think ain't, ain't that a white guy? Ain't it? In a, in a, in a, in a yeah. Well, yeah. All right. I'm not complaining though. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> We got. Uh, let me see. We got. I am just Jules in here, and then we got uh, Matt Damon. So, uh, Jules, is there anything you wanted to say on this? Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me up here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. I overall enjoyed 
the tone of the book, because I think um, Artisan MC said that like Brian K. Vaughan does play around with a lot of ideas and concepts. Um, I think that's his thing. And you can tell a decent story, but it doesn't take anything seriously when he tries to address something so serious. Um, mm -hmm. Because um, you see like his relationship with his father is highlighted briefly in the book, but it's more highlighted through the, the sister hero and right. her relationship with him. And he doesn't really have any or many roles within it um, outside of like a brief conversation about the relationship with the girlfriend slash potential fiance. Um, okay. But the big problem I have with the story is that when they try to take things seriously, um, Yorick doesn't actually do it. And if this is supposed to be his hero's journey and he doesn't actually do anything until, and I'll give away a little bit of the book. He, he has to um, be actualized, not by himself, but by a woman telling him that he has to actually be a man. And yeah, exactly. we're showing him. Um, and so that becomes, he's not even like, Guffin would be, he, he's basically a vile sperm throughout the whole show and hmm. book. Um, and in the show, he's actually even worse even worse. I mean, he's kind of a he's a whiny little boy. I mean, he's he's barely a teenager, but he's yeah, like a reduced to a turkey baster, huh? <laughs> yeah. And and like, did any of you think? And I said I brought this up in the comment section. Um, I apologize, you guys. I'm using a, uh, an avatar fake name. Um, but what what really got me was, do you remember in episode two when the girl hero she shows she gets the driver's license to show proof of death for the old girl's husband yeah. and you noticed did y'all notice that little jab where she's like i knew i wasn't crazy you're her yeah and she didn't say anything right and she just like she didn't say anything after that and she like left and i was like whoa like what was the underlying message in that like do you guys think um uh let me see she wanted she felt guilty you know, because she had uh, killed that woman's husband prior to uh, the the event taking place, so she was grappling with guilt, and at the same time, um, you know, she wanted to. She was angry that uh, the husband never told uh, this wife what was really going on. Um, it had it has as much to do with with her not feeling like she had a place as much as uh, knowing that this woman didn't know for sure what happened with her husband. Uh, and at the end of the day, you know, the biggest issue with her is that uh, she was never really accountable for her actions before the death and after. She really wasn't accountable. And having come out come out of AA and, you know, is doing certain kind of work, she 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 had fallen short of really, you know, standing up for um, or being accountable for her actions. So she tried to slip it in and let the wife off the hook by knowing that she wasn't crazy. But at the end of the day. She still didn't look that woman in the eye and say, you know, this is what it is. I, I not only was I cheating with your husband, I killed him. Like she, you know, she didn't, she really didn't fully own up to it. She tried to, but she really didn't. You know what I mean? So I thought there was a lot of conflicting kind of things going on there. But that's just my. Yeah. So, so eventually, Dr. T, to teach Dr. T, I mean, when a, when a majority of the population of men are dead, women can't hold other women accountable. I mean, I mean, accountability, even, you know, that's basically what it is. Well, you, you have an element <laughs> of that. There's an element. A, I'm, I'm sorry, Doc. I have a question. Okay. So you're saying in the show, I haven't watched the show. Yeah. So in the yeah. show, uh, the the fireman, is the is the guy whose hero's hooking up with the fireman in the show, 
Well, they're both they they're both EMT workers. They both drive the ambulances. Yeah. So yeah. If, so, if you recall, because I remember you said you you read a few issues of the comic, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't recall in the comic the gentleman who she's hooking up with being married at all. Yeah, they changed a few things. He was he was married with a with what looked looked to be a toddler um, child, you know, and and he so at the oh, beginning. Okay. He tells Hero, I finally told my wife about us. So he's the big bad man. He's he's the big bad man because they have sex after that and she's happy. He told his wife and then, you know, she picks up his phone and the wife texts him, you know, something about when are you coming home, blah, blah, blah. Just, you know, conventional marriage stuff. And she looks at him and says, you didn't tell your wife about me after all. And he said, no, I didn't. They get into a big argument and she attacks him. And when she attacks him with a fire extinguisher, I think it was like a bolt on the side of it. It slits. She attacks him? Yes. Well, yeah, she's the one who killed him. Yeah. So they're having an argument. It gets physical. She attacks him. <laughs> he's, he's angry that he didn't tell his wife. And she ends up cutting his neck and he bleeds out right there. Oh, so so he doesn't die due to no. the. Oh, nope. as a matter wow. of fact. How transparent you, can the agenda of this thing be then? It, well, you'll, exactly. and you'll like this. When the cop shows up, she's waiting in the truck because she knows she's going to get caught. There was a black male cop that shows up at the truck, and just before he opens the door to see her in there with this dead body, that's he when dies. all the men die. So oh, okay. He, he collapses. She opens the door, and she's like, "What's going on?" Saved Try by that the plague. Convenient, <laughs> no? She got saved by the plague. Saved by the Try plague. that one in the court of law. But she's grappling with the guilt of it, right? Because she's coming out of AA. She's had some issues. She loved the dude. She's just angry at him. She didn't mean to kill him. Now she knows she's not really going to be held accountable. She's gotten away with it, but she, she's the guilt. Right. And so now she's looking at this wife and a baby who are dr- walking around the city trying to find their husband. And she's the only one that knows what happened to him. But you know what, though, Doc? You, for ever since you've been on here, you've been talking about inter, interrelationship violence. And within yeah. this story, yeah, 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 you see it that no matter whatever the circumstances was, she attacked this man in rage and she killed him. Yes, yes. Yes. But here we go again. Flip the script. Yep. Suppose if it was a man that killed it and he's walking around it, so many writings would be off the charts. He's a monster. He's a monster. He's this, he's that. Even he's worse because he's he's cheating on his wife and he has a child. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, he, he and also he's a recovering alcoholic and everything. Right, right. But, but, but Malik, but Malik, you know the woman goes. Hold on say. for a second. Hold on for a second, brother. Let me finish, please. Hold on. The demonizing of men mm-hmm. is so prevalent within society, but when you flip the script on the woman, we automatically, like how you said, we're programmed. Mm-hmm. To kind of feel for a woman, you know, she's been through a lot because she's a recovering alcoholic. And even mm-hmm. though that she was cheating with the guy and even though he he really didn't tell his wife anything, but she attacked him out of rage. Right. You see, the funny thing is when we're talking about rage and when we're talking about violence and we're talking about domestic violence, that pendulum still swings our way. But right. now, since we're seeing women in all forms of media 
being just as tough and the aggressor of men, <laughs> we still hold yes. that burden of still being the demonized ones. Even if a woman, you 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 take a guy that's a, a schlub, he, he's a total nevish, the main character in the show. He's getting his butt kicked even in the comic as long as it's been. But when you look at that, that's still abuse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He gets he gets beat up. Like you even said, his mom even beats him up. In the comic, women yeah. are they're knocking him around, but that's still abuse. Mm-hmm. But if I if you tell this to a bunch of women, you flip the script. If it was a female who was acting like an airhead, mm-hmm. and she's being stupid and she's chasing a monkey around, you were like, exactly. okay, she just needs to die. But <laughs> if a bunch of men were knocking her around. <laughs> Right, you get mad and say it's abuse. That's exactly. the problem. The thing is, mm-hmm. men in the Western society, especially through feminism and definitely through the last forty to sixty years, I got to take um, from Angry Man and yes to Brother Artisan MC. We become the sin eaters. We become the fall guys. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. No matter what you do. No matter what you say. Oh, I know it's wrong, but you still have to take the brunt of all of this because you're a man. Just mm-hmm, because right. you're a man. Mm-hmm. This the, the protagonist, he has to be he he has to get the brunt and to be the whooping boy because he's the man because all of the problems and the issues. Even though this guy that the protagonist's mm-hmm. sister, she was cheating and she gets angry, and that's just frustration that women want to have out on the man because he's not taking her mm. so she's justified in just striking out on him but the plague is that metaphor of oh you just got away but she's carrying the burden so you feel sorry for her no mm. i don't feel sorry for her because if it was <laughs> if it was a man and especially if it was a black man it would be 20 34 times worse but the thing is, and even through how the way the chaos and through the turmoil of the dystopian future or the dystopian reality, mm-hmm. you women don't want to deal with that pressure. Now, just so, just let me clarify this. I'm not suggesting you should feel sorry for it. What I'm saying is, all right, the average person has never taken a human life. Mm-hmm. Here you have a woman that accidentally took a human life and it turned out to be the one she loved. Mm-hmm. Her psychology is such that she's literally breaking down over the course of these first three episodes because of her behavior. So I'm explaining her behavior, but I'm not saying that I feel sorry for her or that anyone should. I'm saying this is what you're seeing because she, she she's dropping and you're okay. seeing her behavior. Now, mind you, keep in mind, she's the daughter of the president. Mm-hmm. She's hiding from her mother. So her Uh mother doesn't even know she's alive. Uh And she refuses to communicate. As a matter of fact, the black woman that finds the president's son, Uh she's not looking for the son. She's actually looking for the daughter. Wow. And she goes to the daughter's apartment and 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 Yorick is there waiting for his sister. And that's how she beats up Yorick and takes him back home to the mother. But no, he's alive. Yeah, everybody kicks his ass. Malika, I also want to say to you is this. When you when that woman last when to Dr. Hassan uh, uh, somebody said that the character uh, fireman got killed by the woman, you know the woman. That's I want to tell you 
know they all the excuse is gonna be, well, he led her on and she yeah. deserved it. Yeah. And the thing yeah. is, is that and the thing is, is that Malika, when they see that, when they put in that, in that comic in the, I'm pretty sure they're gonna put in the show that he get beats up. Women get a laugh out of that. They get yeah. out of, of male suffering. They get a laugh out of that shit. They think that shit is that shit. They, it feels good to them. Well, that's why that's I was putting it. Especially black males. Especially black males. We, you know, is suffering too. They get well, a feel good out of that ego shit. In the, in the show, I think, to really show that, even though that it, it's kind of it's kind of giving that women perfect example. Um, the latest Candyman movie, where um, the yeah, main yeah. protagonist is yeah, yeah. girlfriend. She's above everything in him, but even when he gets killed, she still uses him as a weapon to get back at the police. So right. it's always about the it's always about the, the vengefulness, the, the the revenge, the it's always it, the thing is that men now in media are going to be the notepads of women's suffering for the past 60 to 100 years. And it's showing, and it's gonna be showing of us getting beat up. You're gonna have a woman that's 130 pounds beating up a 240 pound guy. It's showing that a woman, she's the best race car driver. She's the best superhero. She's the most smartest person in the room that she can save the planet. Um, somehow she can tap into the forces. She does not need any Jedi training. Mm -hmm. She knows everything, you know, she can figure out everything, you know, she doesn't need to go to Mr. Miyagi to learn wax on wax off or crane style. So she knows <laughs> all this other stuff, but somehow, some way she's so perfect in getting everything. She's still suffering and she suffers the most. And this is the thing that gets me. Even when you're just talking about this, it's like, wait a minute, but she's... And like, I know, Doc, you were saying, it's not like she's just walking around, but she's showing that she's suffering from this. But it gets to the point, like, wow. The, like, how convenient, you know, that the... Um, the plague hits, <laughs> you know, and she died. It's interesting, and, and, and uh, Stephen can, can clarify this, too, in the comic, she joins this this group of Amazons, you know, and she cuts off one of her breasts, which is one of the things they have to do to join the group. Now, I don't quite know if they're going to do that in the series. I haven't heard mention of this Amazon group. Kind of, it seems kind of in, you know in, like intuitive that that would happen, mm -hmm. um, but I don't know if they're going to do it in the series. But it happened in the comics, so we'll see. But she becomes a member of that group and she's assigned with basically finding her brother even though it, it isn't her brother she doesn't know she's looking for her brother but that's what kind of happens in the comics so it's going to be interesting to see how this kind of plays out but i agree with you malika i think overall when you look at the symbolism of this mm -hmm. uh, the regard to men is very problematic and 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 the continued marketing of these different series and different media projects to women you know, I think in a capitalistic system, they just look at it in terms of profit. But when you actually look at the impact of this on boys, you know, over over the last couple of decades, I think it contributes to, you know, the kind of, uh, you know, lack of coherent 
agreement on what exactly you know masculinity is what exactly mm-hmm. it means to be a man at this point what is the social value of men and and whether they meant to or not whether they do it well or not this series gets at the heart of that question what is the value of men especially if all men are just dead across the board you mm-hmm. know do you know do women appreciate it or do they you know join hands around a bonfire and sing you know grateful they're finally gone all the, oppressors, all the oppressors have left like it's it's an interesting question you know uh, yeah because in, in the i'm sorry no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, to, I wanted to ask y'all like a point y'all brought up earlier did y'all rem- uh, notice how the um remember everything you said about york being beat up and everything and how he's like trying to understand <clears throat> manhood and it's like do you think an underlying message to this whole series or to the whole comic, I think maybe was that the only reason he survived was because he pretty much wasn't even a man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Y'all understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He wasn't a masculine man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, uh, I understand it. That's a funny idea. Yeah. It's like, yeah. and it's just like an underlying. As a man that he survived. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly what I'm saying. Like, yeah. he's so lacking as a man that he's the only one that survived. <laughs> Like even the babies were man- more manly than he was. <laughs> Although I think in the comics, pretty much, you know, yeah, I'm you just like, like the past what five years. It's been like the key word is that toxic masculinity <laughs> is like an ongoing thing, and he's literally not that. Um, if you look yeah. at you know five years ago, the Hulu series um, that was based off of the Margaret Atwood book. I mean that that book was what 200 pages. You could probably finish it in a weekend. But they've run okay. it for three seasons. So it's like flexing this muscle in one area where, you know, men can be so terrible, but, you know, it also. Some like Handmaid's Tale? Yeah, Handmaid's Tale. Um, yeah. And, you know, then you follow that up with this, which is like the releases that, you know, the men are now gone. And we can close the door. Mm-hmm. We can get along with our business. And we only have this one man, and he's barely a man. I mean, he's just a utility. We can just carry him around yeah, right. with our trusty agent here. Yeah, but yeah. you said something very cool, utility, mm-hmm. and his only yep. utility, like when Doctor T says at the end of every episode, he breaks down all those negative stereotypes. This is what his utility is for. Yeah, he's the he's the whipping boy. He's the punching bag. He's the sperm donor. He's everything that we see that we never liked in the man, but only the usefulness is just for him to be beat upon and just for his ability to produce sperm. But the problem is when you take another look at it, you have a society where women, you cannot even barely get along. I wish Officer Charles was still here. Dang. Dealing with dead bodies, you know, being a police officer, like for majority of my career, I ran the patrol wagon mm. and you have to take dead bodies. Wow. Now, the thing is, when you take a dead body, you're taking all different types. You're taking dead bodies that are short, big, small. And here's one thing you got to realize. It takes anywhere from eight to 10 hours for a decomposition to set in. Mm. Now, take a major metropolitan city like New York City, mm-hmm. where you have bodies that are dead and like you were saying within the movie and the books you have a bunch of dead bodies around now we all know when decomposition comes along you already have 
bacteria that's coming on in the air. Right. Bacteria gets in the air, bacteria gets in the food, bacteria gets in the water, it gets everywhere. So women are not thinking logically, we gotta get these bodies out. Now, this is not like back when we had the plague hundreds of years ago where they would dig pits and they would put the bodies in and they were burning. But okay. like you said, we have major metropolitan cities. And when you have decomposition, you have bugs that drop larvae, you have rats, you have infestation. Also, when you're dealing with decomposition, you're dealing with clogging of sewers, you're dealing clogging of pipes. But also, when you have a lot of decomposition, you're not having food. And you're dealing with women that are their wits in, and they're not dealing with logic. And the first thing is first, when you're dealing with men, men are thinking like, okay, we need to have certain people that can do certain things. Women aren't thinking about that. And like you said, women are wanting food. Women are only thinking about themselves in the emotional sense. When you're not having men that deal with logic, reason, and sensibility, we're like, okay, first of all, when it comes to dealing with this, we're losing water, we're gonna lose food, but then also healthcare maintenance. Mm -hmm. Men are thinking that. Men are forthright and they're thinking that, but also, how do we build a certain infrastructure and how do we try to control people that we don't have mob rule? And if we have mob rule, how can we control that? Women aren't thinking that. Now, women can think we can handle this, we can handle it. Okay, but now you have a shitstorm on your hand, but dealing with a double shitstorm with women that have emotional issues and certain personal issues where you have men that we calm the storm. Men are like, fuck your emotional issues. We got to worry about survival. Because remember when Kevin Samuels talked about Bear Grylls, the island too. Yeah, right. When the women, they could not even get off the shore, they would have died within two or three days. But yeah, when the true. men got together, they established a community. They established right. a beachhead. They established, okay, who's the smartest? Who's the leader? The crew on the show had to help the women stay alive, yes. literally. And yeah. when the women finally got with the men, what did the women do? Can I they nested within the protection of men because that's their nature. Mm -hmm. See, mm -hmm. but the thing is, when you see this feminist propaganda porn that I coined the phrase for, this mm -hmm. is showing like, you women are not going to survive. You might have a certain amount, but just like the brother said, within the first two to three weeks, half of the female population is going to die off because you don't have a lot of women. Majority of women need men just to lead them and just to take care of certain things, sewage, cleaning up roads, taking care of an engine. Like Kevin Samuel said, how are you going to get fresh water? Well, I think, I think what, you're, what you're talking about is key because the more advanced the society, the more we have yeah. systems in place that have effectively replaced men, especially in the household. So, when, right. and this is what we've been talking about for the last year in real life. If those systems start to dismantle, if they start to even break down, and now mind you, in the current pandemic, our economy doesn't look anywhere near as bad as the series. <laughs> even the extent to which we've seen insecurity, we've seen the impact that it's starting to have and women's behavior is in many ways starting to shift because of that. But if you have it just fall out to this degree, I completely agree with you, Malika. You'd have you'd yes. have hundreds of thousands dying, you know, off the jump, really. 
Um, but let's let's also welcome Bitter Truth. What's up, man? Hey, hey how you doing? Brother? Hey, how y'all doing? And Dr. T has been I had I was gonna write you this morning about this TV show because <laughs> I am a fan of, of the graphic novel. Okay, and I hear what I'm sorry, brother Malika. Yeah, you were saying that this is feminist porn. No, Dude. no, feminist propaganda. Feminist porn. propaganda. I'm gonna tell you right now. If they follow the graphic novel, you're jumping the gun. You're jumping the gun because based on the, the, the graphic novel, as you saw in these first few episodes, which I was like, oh, my goodness, like these these women do not know what's coming for them. Mm. It feels it's feel good for them. Oh, all the men are as far as the, you know, the lesbian based feminist ideology women mm. all right because that's what that's what you're seeing right now you're seeing lesbian based feminism taking place they, they they're pumping their chests out mm. but based on the book it mm. all goes to pop mm. for them and as you can see they're already setting up the dominoes now the only thing that they changed that i don't like is the characteristics of the main character, uh, Yurik. Yeah. Because in the book, he's not a modern day hippie. Uh, 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 what, what is yep, it? Uh, SJW. He's not that type of guy in the book because do understand that when the graphic novel was written, none of this type of political arena took place. Now, he did want to find his girlfriend. That's true. That part is true. But as far as him acting all soft and effeminate and weak and, and milk toasty, that, that wasn't in the book. He was not that type of person. He was just a regular dude. Okay? This guy, he's soft. He's weak. He's, he's slovenly. He's a bum. He is the type of guy that would be living in, literally living in his parents' basement. I mean, come on, they're paying his rent. Mm-hmm. All right. They're in paying the his book, rent in the book, too. Right. In the book, he was struggling, but at least he was capable. At least he was capable. Now, <sighs> what you have here, and I swear to God, I, I love it. 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 It's showing you. And as the women were saying, okay, we can't run the pumps. The nuclear power plant is is going to shut down. We don't have any electricity. And as you saw, you saw like on the fourth episode, because I think they only released four episodes. Am I correct? They released three. The fourth one is is got a time. It's got a little stamp there, a little uh, th- thumbnail, but you can't activate it. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. In the last episode that you saw, did you see the the helicopter crash? Yeah. Okay. All right. So. What they're setting up, they're showing you that without men in the society, in a society, in the world, actually, everything, of course, goes to pot. I mean, we all know this. I mean, I'm not telling anybody anything that they don't know. Mm-hmm. But the level, based on the graphic novel, the level in which society falls, if you thought The Walking Dead was an indication of anything, it gets so much worse than that. Mm so much worse 
especially with him venturing out. I, I don't want to give it away, mm-hmm. but with him venturing out into the world, because do understand his main goal is to find the girlfriend, but their main goal as far as his mother yeah. is to find a way to yeah. keep the Y chromosome alive through cloning, right. which is the purpose of Dr. Man. Yeah. Because in the book, Dr. Man had her own baby. Mm-hmm. Clone. She, right. Her baby is a clone. She cloned her, she cloned her own baby. She's giving birth to her own baby. She's not overseas somewhere. She's right there in the United States, but and she had her own baby. So he was supposed to get with her so they could figure out how to clone the Y chromosome. But 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 here's the thing though, as far as giving things away. Uh, they're already deviating from the comic. So I don't know how, how faithful they're going to be as it goes. So you can share things that happen in the comic because they may not do it. I mean, it, it, there's already been some differences just this first three episodes. Yeah, so, salute, Bay. Hey, how you going? Who, who is that? Yeah, I had to step away for a second. I didn't see Bay pop up on this. Artisan MC. Oh, what's going on, Artisan? So... Hopefully they show the nuclear power plant explosion. I mean, you got a hint of that near the in the last episode where the technician, the nuclear technician was like, hey, I don't think this is a good idea. And of course, his mother gave this whole heartfelt speech Mm -hmm. about saving humanity and you have to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's going to it's going to be a nuclear explosion. It's going to be a nuclear explosion, and it's going to be nuclear explosions from power plants all across the globe. Mm. Therefore, causing a nuclear winter and killing off more of humanity. Mm. I think they hinted at that in the trailer, too. That's what yeah. Another- they did. Mm-hmm. I, heard they, I remember them actually specifically saying that in the trailer, and I didn't even know until you said, so, okay, that's interesting. Like, uh, I guess they're going to see a scale of death measure. Uh, was it tethered to undreamt of? I don't know. Whatever Doctor Strange said in that movie. Tethered to undreamt of. Something that I've actually been through something similar to this. Um, I've worked in public health before, and I was in a country where there was a huge outbreak. Um, I don't want to say that specifically the illness, but it was water related. And so one of the big things that happened was you really have to turn your country into like a military state. Um, uh-huh. It's basically military workers organize people to get them near clean water and good shelter and get infected people away from those areas so they can be treated mm. and not spread that illness. Um, mm. And then you're also in a typically where this happens is not a first world country. You just we have too much infrastructure for like a lot of this stuff to really happen and we have the people to work it. Um, but if you're in a third world country, it's not like a, in America, if you had something like this happen, you have some of this um, slowdown of your infrastructure. But if you're in somewhere south of the equator, all of a sudden that decomposition time is cut in a quarter. So that body turns to purification within a day because the heat, Uh, the humidity, it really churns things up. And so then you start to see things like the water becomes poisoned almost immediately. And then you have to start dispensing things like um, bleach, you have to give um, sanitary stuff. Like it becomes a, a big production where you be, you're basically marshalling a whole bunch of stuff, but at the same time, you also have people going through the same, same things where they need their medications. They might be pregnant. They might um, have a broken leg or a broken foot. It becomes a huge a, a to do that this show yeah. only like it only 
coasts at the top of, so it becomes like a fantasy as opposed to if you have somebody who has a diabetic pregnancy in a situation like this, it becomes it it, it, it it's life changing. Everything is life changing. So yeah. I think this is like fantasy porn for a lot of people. Um, but until mm-hmm. you like see something like this really take place, I, I mean, it, it's yeah. first world problems. That, that that's the best yes. way I can, I can say it. Yeah, I, I like the way you said that because it's like if you think about it, look at a lot of our uh, television shows in America versus like you know, and I can tell a lot of us in the chat room and stuff like anime, for example, um, we were talking about the shield hero and like the realistic nature of politics seeing as how she, that one character in the very first episode lied and framed him for rape. I mean, excuse me, great. Uh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Sorry about that. Um, I knew it too. I feel you. <laughs> yeah, they framed him for great. And then basically had to, um, he had to clear his own name. But everyone seeing his side of the story as a man dealing with, you know, an unjust system. And Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it actually shows the reality of how he had to level up, do all the things himself without help of other people. In this in this show, I feel like it's kind of like 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 you got like you guys are saying, it's fantasy porn. It's only fantasy porn because they're not going to get down to the nitty gritty in a reality showing if this many people died, especially men. It would just be, you know, it would be a whole lot of all sorts of chaos because you'd have people with medical issues. Like, I bet basically, I guess you need everyone in uh, not most or most people don't read, so they probably haven't read uh, what's the name of the Art of War, Sun Tzu, the Art of War. Understanding, like, if you're going to attack someone, you have to have resources in order to feed your your platoon and get beat and get to be where your enemy thinks you are not. So you see what I'm saying? Like they have to like whenever people watch shows like this, like you know the this fancy porn for for the feminists, they're not they're not thinking in the long uh you know they're not thinking about the long haul basically. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, I'm so sorry. I actually need to go. Um, Understood. I, I've enjoyed this conversation. You guys are amazing. Um, I'll, I'll try to come back in for later. All right, appreciate you coming. Take care, brother. All right, take care, brother. All right, take care now. Pop your Peace, brother. Peace, answer to to touch on his point. Just like when I came in again in the beginning, it looks like you said, it looks, it's, you know, fantasy porn. That's the way it's starting out. <laughs> but they're putting the clues in there of how things are going to get so much worse. Matter of fact, remember uh, when the president's daughter with her little caddy congregation was walking behind her when they found out that the next person in the succession of leadership was still alive, mm-hmm. but she can't be president of the United States because she's mm-hmm. not a U.S. citizen. Huh. Of course, I mean, we all know the cattiness of women. There's going to be a power struggle there uh-huh. because these Christian right-wing fundamentalists think that they're right, and they'll probably try to play it off as an act of God because in the book that does happen, that does come up. And oh my God, I cannot. I really hope that they put his Ohio adventure in this show. Okay. Because that was the best part of the book. Well, I think some of the things they're hinting at, and I think you're right, Mm -hmm. some of the things they're hinting at is that women aren't going to be effectively more moral than men. Mm -hmm. Uh, Survival is going to push stuff that's very reminiscent of what men have been critiqued for by feminists. So I think those themes are kind of there, but it's all about how they execute it. So I'm I'm just as curious as you are. Oh, I, yeah. 
I will oh, yeah. say this. I will say this. And shout out to Rodney uh, in the comments. Good to have you in here, man. Um, Winston, I was hoping you were going to come up, but I uh, appreciate you hanging out with us. But I will say this. If y'all want to see a male character who's self-assured, who has a plan and a strategy and is initiating that, um, check out the latest episode of What If. The latest episode Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it, homie. I'm going to do, I'm, I'm probably going to do a short daily show and, and there I'll let you know spoilers. I'm not going to spoil it. All I'm going to say. because I got to watch it tonight. All I'm going to say. <laughs> see, Artisan, Artisan, I'm disappointed, man. I'm disappointed. I was up. Look, man, I can't do the shop and geek stuff at the same time. <laughs> I did shop last night. No, Tonight is geek stuff. I feel you. No, you're going to. You, you see, I just cut it on. I think, I think you're going to really. I think you're going to like this one. I think you're going to like it. Uh, all I can. You know what? Honestly, I'll say this much. If this was Black Panther 2, I, I would have been good. I really mm. would have been good. Huh. Oh, that's strongly that's about it. Man. <laughs> yeah, it was, I, it was so good that when it ended, I was like, wait, wait, it's ending? But, you know, it's a show. So they only, <laughs> only have so much We're going to talk later. We're going to talk yeah, later. I'm not going to give no details. All I'm going to say is by the time it ended, I was like, wait, wait, it, what? It's over? Like, you know, but it was it was good. And, and, and when you contrast it with this, you know, when you see Yorick versus it, it it's really... It's, you know, it's it's what I was hoping for in this kind of a series in terms of the self-assuredness that I think, especially now, young boys need to see more of. You know what I mean? So yeah. check that out. Well, y'all uh, get it. There's one more point I wanted to touch on. Okay. The T-Rex when, ain't shit. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I want people to understand that the United States... The only reason why it's considered a first world country is because of technology and its weaponry. Mm -hmm. But if you take that away, if you really look at it, we are a third world country. We're just more developed. But if you take away the technology, I mean, look, you have people who freak the heck out if they lose uh, Wi-Fi for all the five minutes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Can't get on their cell phone. Right. We are really a third world country. It's just that the the technology, the military and the architecture, the ability to have hot and cold running water. That's that's really what's keeping us afloat. We're 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 a very entitled, spoiled uh, culture. Uh Look, I'm going to tell you, a couple of weeks ago, the water main busted at my my house. And I had to have the water shut off for three days before I could finally get it repaired, right? That three days, I mean, it, it, it slapped me in the face how much we depend on systems. Mm-hmm. And when I hear these people saying things like, well, I just live off the grid. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm like, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. <don't laughs> you have no exactly. idea how dependent on systems we are. Matter of fact, I know a lot of people didn't understand it. I posted an article on my Facebook page of a hippie commune in Northern California that broke away and tried to live off the grid in the 1960s. And there's about three people still there now. And they, and you you know, and they show you pictures of the houses they're living in and all of that. But when you read that article and you look at those pictures, I'm telling you, especially if you had any experience with not having power for a few days or just not having water, I mean, water, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm there. <laughs> you know, so it's no joke. 
Um, any final reflections and thoughts before we check out for the night? Um, we'll start with uh, Bitter Truth and uh, work our, our way backward to uh, Jules, Malika, uh, Stephen, and an artist. All I have to say is, is that as intelligent Black men, pay attention to what's being actually said. Pay attention to the setup. I know right now things for, like I said, these lesbian-based feminists, everything seems to be all peachy keen over in charge. I know they love the Black girl. I love the Black girl. Okay. I love the black girl. She is a, she's she's a bad A. I don't want to curse on your your platform, sir. <laughs> right. But she she she's cold blooded. You saw she killed those pilots. Mm-hmm. She yeah. set those pilots up. She's black pill. Yeah. 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 She's cold blooded, and she's like that throughout the books. They they actually got her character correct. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm telling you right now, what looks like a dream is getting ready to turn into a nightmare. A <laughs> bloody horrific nightmare and if they are doing like with all of the blood and the gore that they showed in the first episode hopefully they'll stick with that and my greatest dream fingers crossed i swear my greatest dream as far as bringing a a graphic novel to life is crossed okay I don't know. You, you, heard that, that you are tripping, bitter truth. You are tripping. I've seen some cross. Oh, oh, no. oh no, sir. I'm surprised they haven't done it yet, but that's got to be on like Cinemax, the Showtime, or HBO. Yeah, TV. that's going to be Cinemax Amazon. for real. That's oh, that, yes. that too far out there. Right. If you I'm guys too. are not familiar with Crossed, you need to pick it up. And is it? It's a comic book. Or what is it? Oh, it's yeah. It's, it's a, a comic. comic. It's a comic. Okay. Cross or crossed? For the- crossed. 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 So that's the E D. So that's oh, the first one on my list, Artisan. That's the first one. I'm telling you, do you read the first issue? Don't. How old are your your children? T. Doctor T. My son is sixteen. It might be too too adult for him. What? All right. Garth, yes. Ennis wrote, Garth Ennis wrote this book. No wonder. Yes. No wonder it's crazy. Garth okay. Ennis book. <laughs> mm. So you know what it's going to be some on, crazy stuff. What if it's on the, the Disney Plus? Yeah, Disney Mr. Plus. Mr. Meat, just on Disney Plus. Well, well, all I'm saying is, Artisan, you heard it from me. Add it to my list. That's the first one I want Noted. to yeah, I just looked at it last night, too, and I didn't order one copy of it because there's only one dude in my shop that actually gets it. Okay. My boy Pep, my boy Peppers. He's the one who gets it. He's he's a um, law enforcement, so okay. <laughs> he okay. liked that. Okay, like well, look, I've seen some 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 internals of the story. I'm like, this is out there. It is out. Oh. There. <laughs> well, I look, man. I appreciate you. Appreciate you coming through, bitter truth. Thanks a lot, good brother. Uh, it was good to, for you. I'm I'm glad you invited. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you allowed me to be on your panel. Oh man! Any, anytime you can come up, man, you're welcome. Hi, right, man. I appreciate uh, it. Uh, let's hear uh, Jules. Any final thoughts? Uh, let's kind of keep them brief. Uh, what do you, What are your thoughts on this? Final thoughts. Enjoy listening to the panel. I'd love to see you do like a follow up after the final three episodes drop because I know they're going to have some introspection for him. But outside of that, expect more of this. There's a bunch of different stuff, and all these online streaming platforms are looking for content. And there's a ton of stuff that can just be slid right in. Um, but outside of that, thank you again for having me on the panel. Hey, man, thanks for coming up. 
Thanks for coming up. Uh, I'm going to pull you guys down uh, who've already uh, kind of closed out, but uh, hopefully we'll talk soon. And I might, you know, as the series continues, we might do some updates. So, um, yeah. But uh, Malika, any thoughts? Um, I just want to quote uh, Professor Griff when he would talk about looking at images and pictures and media. Just don't look at the picture, look into the picture. And as mm. black men, we need to really start looking into the picture. It's amazing how the way Artisan said his white male friends saw the story as just funny and satirical. But mm. we black men started picking up. We black men and you, Dr. T, started talking about this. Mm-hmm. We started picking up and started seeing certain things that like, okay, something in the water doesn't compute. <laughs> that shows that this is something that the black female propaganda, feminist propaganda porn, the white feminist propaganda porn, it's we're not tanking it in. We're regurgitating the blue pill and the bad Kool-Aid. Yeah. So we got to continue to keep regurgitating it. We got to keep dealing with the deprogramming process like your platform and other platforms. So mm-hmm. I thank you. And um, I cherish that you, this platform that you allow us to speak on. Hey man, I'm, I'm honored that you're here, brother. And I hope to have you back many, uh, many more times. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, let me get uh, brother brother Stephen, who is joining us from Japan. Uh, any closing thoughts, man? Um, I would say uh, I have a more than a few disagreements with the dear brother uh, Bitter Truth uh, okay. about okay. the the trajectory of the story. Um, mm. I mean, I would just say by the end, it's all, all is well. They they establish an equilibrium, a balance of things. I mean, throughout. They're conducting plays in some cities. Okay. Uh, okay. So it, it's not the where where thing comes ahead is just the the relationships between people. Mm-hmm. You have different factions of women wanting to do certain things, and that's where the real uh, tumultuous things take place. But it's it doesn't get in terms of uh, like scale and and humanity. I mean, of course, people are dying this, that, and third, but. As far as the Walking Dead comparison, I would definitely disagree with that. It, okay. It, all, all is well towards the end. Um, and I would just say continue to read if, if you are interested. Continue to read the story mm-hmm. as, well as, as well as watch the show and you'll, you'll see. Okay. All right. Well, look, man, I appreciate you being the first one to reach out, the first one to tell me what was going on when you didn't have to be, especially considering you're like, what, 14 hours ahead? Yeah. So, so again, <laughs> actually, um, took a day off to join the channel, and oh, it was well worth it. What man? It was well worth it. Thanks. No a lot. classes today. No teaching today. So thank you. <laughs> no, much appreciation to you, and uh, you're always welcome, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Take care, guys. Hi, right, man. Please. Uh, let me see, brother Artisan. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna close out with you. Okay. First uh, thing I want to say is shout out to the Silver Surfer for coming through from Japan. Skipping class for the day. Boy, that's a serious geek right there. He flying his flag. (laughs) Real talk. I appreciate that. I respect that. Yeah. Um, I just want to say thank you to um, you, Dr. Tiasan, for um, inviting me up on this panel. Once again, it's one of the things that you you caught me off guard. I hadn't even watched it yet. So (laughs) 
<laughs> too much to um, throw in. You know how I am. If, look, I'll listen to people who know more about it if I don't know anything really about it, and I didn't. But like you showed, I got to queue up. So as soon as this stream is over, I'm starting that, and I'm gonna catch up. So I will. I will oh. review the first three episodes, and we're gonna talk again. Well, then, but the thing is, you know, you're, you you being in the shop, you've had countless mm-hmm. conversations over the last, you know, 19 odd years. And True. I knew you'd be able to weigh in on one level or another, because, you know, if you've right. just been in, if you know shop culture, pretty much everything comes up at some point. You know, yeah, because like, everybody talks about the books. Yeah. Everybody talks about what they're reading. We, like, why do I know about Cross? Not because I've read Cross, but mm-hmm. my homeboy, Pimp. Has he loves cross? He swears by it, and it's okay. some gory, it's some out there stuff, right? Okay. I haven't okay. read it, but he talks about it and raves about it, trying to get me to read it. That's what geeks do; they share what they like yeah. and tell you about it. So maybe you read it, maybe you don't. Yeah, yeah. I haven't read it. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't either. I'm I'm down to check it out. Um, and you always know, man. Anything you suggest, I'll check out. I'm not a big uh, there's a lot of things I've never delved into, but you know, I'm I'm willing to try a number of things out at least once. But, yeah, uh, that's that's the same thing with me. Like, I didn't have an interest of reading Why the Last Man when it first was on the shelves, right? I saw it, I wasn't interested in reading it. Yeah. But yeah. now, not just because it's a show, but now they've turned it into something more than it actually was, which was just like a, a undercurrent uh, comic book that you know some people read and liked, but massively people weren't reading it. Now is something you need to check out just so you can stay abreast of what the heck is actually going on with, with the material. So exactly, exactly. Seeing how it fits into this this uh, new narrative that we're doing <laughs> in every facet of life. So that, that'll be well, interesting. I, I will definitely be there Sunday. Your your eleven a.m. show. I want to hear your thoughts on uh, on this. I want to hear your thoughts on what if. Definitely, um, you hear. So, uh, so thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. I uh, appreciate it, Dr. Tiasan, and you have a good one. You too, man. Please. Peace. Um, y'all make sure you support, um, you know, uh, like I said, Artisan's uh, comic book shop. Uh, you, uh, you can order for him, for him from him. He'll send it to you. Uh, let's help him build it up. Uh, at the same time, support his uh, YouTube show. Also look out for um, BGS Ibmore. Uh, look out for... Um, uh, a bitter truth show make sure you support that here on youtube uh there's also uh you know some of the brothers that came in the chat uh support dr thunder support green gorilla uh let's help build this black media movement uh so we can actually generate our own thoughts and perceptions of uh, uh, many of which don't get mainstream um kind of access you know mainstream uh, access they don't it, we, we generally don't get acknowledged on that level either way i appreciate you joining me especially uh uh, across multiple platforms. So again, we've had uh, Interlight Radio, uh, we've had Facebook, and of course, uh, Twitch and YouTube. So thank you uh, for joining the Onyx Report. And I look forward to talking to you uh, very soon. Look out for my daily shows as well as my weekly live shows. So y'all have a good one. Peace. I am here to tell you, brothers, we are not criminals by birth. Perennial rapists, incapable intellects, man-children, sperm donors, child support wellsprings, success objects, walking phalluses, ATM machines, lottery tickets, unintelligent henchmen, 
valueless assassins, pro bono mercenaries, unpaid bodyguards, interchangeable stepfathers, child discipline proxies, unpaid repairmen, workhorses, emotional tampons, or any other socially accepted dehumanizing stereotype. We are thinkers, inventors, innovators, leaders, fathers, and men. Embrace your humanity, know your worth, and extend your time, attention, and resources only to those who genuinely respect you. And remember, your worth is not defined by meeting other people's narcissistic and selfish and unrealistic needs. You define your worth. Peace.